This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is brought to you by 95.5 The Weasel. So smooth it hurts. Pick up your 95.5 The Weasel merchandise over at tinyurl.com slash 955theweasel. That's tinyurl.com slash 955theweasel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Eco Optional Podcast on a Saturday for what? probably the first and only time. What? <laughs> yeah, dogs and cats living together. It's a madhouse, really. Nobody really knows what's going on. This can't be our first Saturday podcast, can it? I, I don't. I can't recall a time when we've done a Saturday podcast, honestly. It's it's you, all my fault. I'm sorry. It actually is. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have the you had the audacity to have a real job. And we were going to do the show last Tuesday, and we were not able to do so. And that was not my fault, for the record. No, it was not. It was Time Warner's fault. My in, the internet in our entire neighborhood went out for like a full day. Fucking Time Warner. Yeah. But it's okay because we did one at Dragon Con. We did. Yes, we and absolutely now, did. And now we're. Doing one. Yep. We <laughs> couldn't do one on Tuesday because we were all kind of still at Dragon Con and traveling back from Dragon Con. So mm. that wasn't going to happen. You've so got like, well, your podcast. Yeah, they got, they got a show. And now they're getting another one. Simple as that. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. It's not fair. I don't have a weapon. How come everybody always has weapons on the ready and I never do? Well, I mean, I still have the stuff from yesterday on the. Uh, you know, and this is not real, incidentally. If anyone thinks I'm brandishing this, um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was saying in um, in our little YouTuber chat just before we went live with the, the I suppose that's a weapon. It's a heavenly sword. You know, sure, <laughs> why not? I was I was saying in the YouTuber chat just before we went live with the Polaris Civil War draft, which was live yesterday and not without its issues, but never mind. That I, look, I know Angry Joe. I know him very well. I can guarantee within the first five minutes of the draft, he's going to start brandishing a weapon. So I'm like, I should, I should also get some weapons. That's and true, sort you of, called it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> called it. So he brings out the pistol, I bring out the Warhammer, then the bigger gun, and then a, a 25-pound replica BAR from World War II. But, you know, there we go. That's a bit of escalation for you, isn't it? It's yeah. oh, I, I really I mean, am unprepared. Yeah, he absolutely. brought on like two huge guns in response to your slightly bigger pistol. So he was the one who was like, let's go big. Yeah, you know? it's like, all right, let's go for it. Bring out the uh, light machine gun. That, that was very silly. But Joe is very predictable in that regard. Absolutely. Joe is the sort of person that would brandish fake weapons on webcam. He's that kind of guy. I'm scared of your team. Oh, I think you have a, a really good team of tryhards and I'm terrified to play you guys. We, we did pretty well on the tryhard factor. That, that That is very, very true. It. Joe mm. was complaining that uh, he couldn't get his draft picks, but I think he got a bit flustered in the middle and then just started picking random people and like, aha, now we I have I think you. I was 
No, I literally, I was thinking about it. I think I was his first mistake. When you picked Strip and he <laughs> well, was like, I could have told you well, that. I have to pick Dodger. And then it just like, and then he couldn't, he couldn't grab onto it again. He needed to like focus on people who were actually good. And he didn't. I, here's the thing. I've actually, some of his players actually play a lot of stuff together. So he may have lucked out in that he got a lot of people who, in our circle of like knowing what happens on the internet, we have no clue. Like, I don't know what the hell you do, but in their circle, they're all like super besties. So that might work in his advantage. Also, some That's of the Yogscast picks, TB, may hurt you. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they I, are good. Look, but... I avoided the ones that I knew were really bad. And pick the ones that are like, yeah, you know, these, these guys, these guys are okay. These guys, these guys will do the you job. Took TV, you took my boyfriend. You took Holly. You took Octopimp, my weep, my weep brother. I don't know what to do. All my people are on the other team. You'll be fine. I imagine, I imagine you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine. No problem. You only no. have to play two games. We'll, we'll, I'm sure Joe will put you in games that you can win, right? If I was Joe, I'd put you in chivalry is what I'd put you in because, because you, I'm a for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, out of nowhere, you're like, looks like I got first place again. How'd that happen? And all you do the entire game is like, wow, wow. You just find the biggest weapon you can and swing it randomly. Like <laughs> and then I win. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to have to try hard the hell out of Chivalry. But people probably have no idea what's going on at the moment. For those who have no idea, there is a tournament going on at the moment called the Polaris Civil War, sponsored by Full Sail University. And we'll be playing a series of, I believe, seven different games. And we had to draft between, I think, 26 Polaris channels, 13 each. And we pick a team of five for each game. And we can only use the same person twice. And by the end of it, there's going to be some reckoning. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. But yeah, that's that's what's going to be happening over the next few months. You're going to be seeing big tournament videos of all this stuff. Simple as that, really. Yup. And the first game, I believe, is Chivalry, since we've yep, now mentioned it. The first game has been decided. Yep. I think yep. we have a few other games that are decided, but we're not sure what order yet. So Yes. Yeah, first right. game is definitely Chivalry, because that is an old standard. That's an old hat that we go back to all the time, because that game's a shit ton of fun. It is. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, I Well... I'll save it. <laughs> I was going to say, I finally played For Honor, and then I realized I should probably save it for when we talk about games we played. That's Because that's, that's a, part of this show. It's a good idea. Absolutely. Anyway, to not make it any more awkward for him, the special guest <laughs> today on the show is uh, one of the Retsuprage duo, I suppose you could call him. It is Slowbeef. Welcome. Hi, Slow thank beef. you for having me. And uh, thanks for accommodating my work schedule again for having this on Saturday and such. Absolutely. Absolutely. To make yeah. it up, I will be watching the Polaris tournament that you're all talking about oh, dear. and such. And Dude, yeah. I don't believe oh, no. you will. <laughs> I don't believe that. I might be playing Phantom Pain while it's going on, but, you know, I'll watch. Yeah, I was going to say, don't pay too much attention to it. Uh, just have it on in the background. You know, it's background audio. It doesn't really matter. It's like just turning on the television to a random channel just because you feel lonely. Right, yeah. That's, uh, that's how I treat you, too, more or less. That was me last night. Oh, my God. It's like you saw <laughs> into my life, TB. I think more of us do that than would like to admit, honestly. Oh, do yeah. what? I'm sorry. I was picking at my finger. What? Turn on, I... turn on I... the television I or YouTube laundry. at random just to feel less lonely. Yep. Oh, I, I thought you meant... I do that with streamers. I thought you meant peek into Jesse's life, because I have, like, reams oh. of fan fiction about that. I mean, I could show oh, you. Oh, I have a camera set up in Oh, we're keenly aware. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
Now I'm horrified. I'm, by the way, watching Mr. Robot turned out to be a horrible idea because in one of the episodes, a dude hacks a laptop and he can see through the camera. Now I'm horrified that my laptop in my apartment that faces directly into like my living room, <laughs> there's a lot of naked couch sitting. I'm just letting you know, internet. That's if you're hacking I... me, if you're hacking me, that's all you're getting. That's all this, you're getting. I'm just that happened. Know. That happened to a friend of mine, no joke. He uh, he had a cam for his dog because him and his girlfriend work so they can like watch the dog remotely and his girlfriend's mom would watch it too. And then uh, what happened was he was walking through his living room naked and he looked over at the cam thing and he saw one viewer come on briefly and oh then leave. <laughs> so his girlfriend's mom totally saw him naked and stuff. Yep. And now they're dating. No, that door didn't happen. But <laughs> saying, oh God. NSA, if you're what watching, that's all that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me watching, oh my god, I watched like four episodes of uh, Anthony Bourdain last night. I fucking love, I love all of his shows. It was so good. Oh, he's great. Shanghai, and I was like, I want to go to Shanghai. Oh, flip tables. I watched <laughs> uh, 10 episodes of Hunter Hunter yesterday. Of course that you did. That felt good. It felt awesome. Hunter x Hunter is so good. You can find it on Crunchyroll, one of our sponsors for the Co-Optional Podcast. But they're not sponsoring so today, so you've just given them extra value for no reason. Wow. Disgraceful. Wow. Don't go to Crunchyroll. Go to Sloppy Roll, their sister. <laughs> no, I would. I don't want to know what that actually is. That's sloppy probably... Sloppy Roll. Don't look that up. Don't look that up. Don't look that up. I was talking about earlier today on uh, on my stream this morning, I was talking about how I've been collecting Bulmas, but I'm really disappointed because there are so few, if any, figurines of like hot mom Bulma when she cuts her hair and she's got a bunch of babies and she's just like a fierce, angry mom all the time. It's like, where are the hot mom figurines? And then people were like, oh no, I Google searched a hot mom Bulma. <laughs> Worst <laughs> idea. So don't search like, for hot mom Bulma. More like best idea. I have a whole yeah, cache It might be the best idea. Camera. Totally depends. You have what? A whole cache of them right here, actually. Oh, oh, Ju oh. Just out of my reach where I can't show you one. But I trust see. me, they're there. Right. Yeah. Excellent. I'm willing to trust them on this one. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> this you, seems legit. Indeed. It's probably yeah. something we don't I, want I to get believe into. you. Seems like a trustworthy person, no doubt. <laughs> Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Going up on the show, we'll be talking about the games that we've been playing this week, and then we'll be dipping a little bit into the news and the goings-on around the place, and then we'll wrap up with the releases and then shameless plugging for the things that we're doing over the next week or so. And that will be the show format. Simple as that. Nothing too complicated. Wouldn't want to stretch people's attention spans. Lovely. It is. Oh, sorry, I'm arguing with people about anime in the chat. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. Stop looking at chat. You're just going to get all worked sorry. up about anime. I'm not looking at chat. I'm not Stop looking at it. chat. I'm not looking at, it's, it's even over there so that I won't look at it, but mm -hmm. I just happened to glance and see somebody be like, but Hunter x Hunter is trash. And I was like, you're oh. so wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> games? What? Video is games. about video games? It, I, I have been told Let's that it is. That, yeah. Dodger, no. why don't we start off with you? What have you been playing this week? What's been going on? Um, playing this week, not a ton, but I realized that I never got to talk about the stuff that I played at PAX, okay, so I'm going to cool. incorporate that if Let's that's cool. Let's do that. Uh, I finally got to play For Honor. Originally, when I saw For Honor, I was like, eh, it's just, I mean, it looks like chivalry, but prettier. Don't know if I'm all about that, but it's, man, it is, I mean, it's just way better chivalry is is what it is. Um, okay. I didn't I didn't expect to find it as satisfying to play though. Like, 
we played it and there's a in the demo there's like this whole huge tutorial section where it's like here's all this shit you have to oh keep my track god of. yes yeah. and i was like oh my god i don't know if i can do this but once we were actually playing you actually you get the hang of it pretty quick and you also feel awesome because you're like oh yeah block block and attack and and attack again and oh you're down and it feels so good and it's also got that that uh dynasty warriors element where there's just fodder all over the field yeah. you oh, run out nice. and you're like oh all of you are just random cpu people who i can just annihilate that feels fantastic so it um yeah the way that it's different from chivalry is that all of your enemies aren't people yeah. it's um like a decent amount of just like fodder that pushes the line and then um and then the like four or five player characters who are much more powerful who are coming at you and have your Can same I ask you a question? Huh. Uh did you get a little like rock paper scissors vibe from it? Cuz that's what I felt after a little bit. playing. It. Yeah, because yeah. because you're you're trying to guess which slash they're going to use and so you have to like hit the Basically, it has a blocking system where one toggle is, am I blocking low left, low right, up, and, but, but, uh, hmm. it, like, like, besides that, there's the blocking, the, the multiple ways to block. There's also the, I can do a charge into you if you're blocking and lower your guard. And right. then there's also your attack. And so then you have to counter any of those. So basically, if I block and you charge, you you get an advantage on me. But if I attack while you charge, I slice into you. And so, like, it's this weird hidden, like, rock, paper, scissors mechanic that isn't really out there. But when you think about it on the base level, that's kind of what it is. And it I does. don't know if I love that or if I think that's really stupid. But it but, plays fun. It's a fun-ass game. But you can still do... You can still do the same sort of thing that you can do in Chivalry and also like Dark Souls where somebody's coming at you. But if you can roll out of the way and get behind them and just like slash them from the back, they're done. Right. And in that way, it negates all of that guesswork. But it's not it's not as systematic as, say, like free flow combat in the Arkham games or anything like that. Right. It sounds kind of. More, uh, no. no, no, no. Okay, it's. I would say awesome. I would also say the Arkham games are m much more simplistic comparatively. I say. Okay. Oh yeah, this thing comes at you with like like Dodger was saying. The tutorial is literally like, you have a lot of stuff to learn. We're gonna help you get to that <laughs> in five minutes, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? And it takes actually playing the game, and then there's base strategy too. So you have to capture points, or you were trying to get a flag, or so there's all those things. Plus, then you're running around murdering minions and stuff. It's kind of, it's, it's very cool, but did you get to play anything besides the knight? Because they keep hyping it. It's like, you can play a samurai, and you can play this, oh, and this, and this. We did, Vi Vikings we did the other one, isn't it? Yeah. It's three of them, it's yeah. Vikings and the, yeah, there's three. What was the other one? Viking, knight, samurai, I believe. Are the samurai, three. that's yeah. what it was, yeah. Um, did you play anything no, else we did, the knight? We did play the knights. The people that we fought against were the Vikings, though in the demo cool. so like it was us four and then the other side was vikings and we fought against each other and we annihilated them it felt so good um yeah and it's the the demo at least is a capture the points system it's like you have a b and c capture a b and c and don't let the dumb little cpu dudes push the line too far 
or it'll be harder for you. So you have to like capture points, but then run out there and just like slash through a few people and be like, get out of here. And then <laughs> go make sure that they haven't captured the point back. And so you mentioned guesswork, like with the, with the way that you count or things like that. C can you react in time for it not to be guesswork? Or do you I literally you have can. to place the input? I think you can, happens? but because, because it was my very first time playing it, um, I would forget which buttons did what or what I needed to do. Like, I think some of the the reflex work in that is going to be muscle memory, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, like, seeing them, you know, like, change their stance, you're going to be like, oh, dang, and know what yeah, to do. Yeah, that's right. But I... Lightsaber coming in use, they, like, if they're going to attack you with a heavy <laughs> swing, they'll, like, hold their sword up. Or like or, like if they're gonna attack, so the their body moves right before they attack. So they'll do this. Or they'll so go like So you can this. see it and you can react. Yeah, yeah but it's okay. re it's like it's as fast as like a hard mode QTE. Like you need to be very quick or you're fucked. And so you're just like, all right, gotta take my controller and move the thumbstick up. All right, I have to move it down. So the left thumbstick is where you have your sword positioned the entire time. Yeah. So you need to sort of position it that way. So your right is you moving, but then your left is where your sword is in the fight, which is like an entire another level of complication. That's what makes it hard. You're just like, oh my God, I just want to block. And it's like, well, your sword was down, dummy. So. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, did you ever play that old game, Die by the Sword, where you oh, control the sword with the God, mouse? Oh my God, that thing was evil. And you no. were like, the you were the Scottish guy who was just yelling at people, but you controlled the sword with the mouse. And... It was kind of terrible, but also really fun, the controls, because you could, like, sort of swipe and, like, cut off some dude's arm or get your leg cut off and keep fighting. And the whole time you're just screaming at them. And it's just with this Scottish accent. It's awesome. But, sorry, it just reminded me of that. Yeah, that, that game was interesting. Buggy as hell, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. But it had some really yeah. interesting ideas of, like, you know, the mouse uh, changes the position of the weapon and all this sort of thing, which I thought was kind of mm -hmm. cool. Also reminds right. me of severance which was like a proto dark souls in many ways in the way that yeah. it worked it, it had some really interesting ideas like you could uh, if you could get a really great weapon but you weren't strong enough to use it so you kind of, it would affect your stamina in a real way so you kind of dragged it along and sort of made these half-hearted <laughs> swings with it and it was also really fucking hard the way the combat worked and yeah, that reminded me a little bit of what dark souls became which uh anyway back to the the subject of for honor i suppose um what, what was I going to say? It, it almost seems a little bit like the way that fighting games work. Uh, most, a lot of moves in fighting games come out so fast that reaction really is impossible, which is why fighting games are really less about reaction time and more about predicting and figuring out what your opponent's doing. And figuring mm. out, it's like, all right, okay, you know, so he's got these particular tendencies. He tends to jump in in this position. He tends to try and punish here. And then you try and figure it out from there. Uh, did you maybe get the vibe that that's how For Honor's eventually going to end up playing out once people are experienced? I think it's going to be a decent amount of prediction. I also think it's going to have another fighting game element to it, which is like there's going to be the flaily people who just come in and are people like, are just away. and, don't, and yeah. don't worry about where their sword is positioned. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be the people who who really like lock it down on sword positions and predicting and um i i get the feeling it's going to be one of those games where there's going to be people who are really mediocre and then a big gap and then people who are really good mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's going to improve play experience or make it really frustrating for people who are just starting out you know i wonder if that's why they went for the whole dynasty warriors sort of cannon fodder approach 
Because Possibly. even if you can't kill a player, you could still slaughter a bunch of little dudes. It was kind of what uh, Titanfall did as well, actually. You know, there was an entire playstyle in Titanfall that I will freely admit that I did because I sucked at everything else, which was you get the smart pistol and you commit as much time as possible to killing the AI dudes and don't worry right. too much about the players. Like, yeah, sure, if you can tag a player, great, but that's not your goal. And that will allow you to both push the objectives and get your Titan quicker while completely avoiding pvp combat and then there were the people who were like that is a lame way of playing i play <laughs> pvp you know i ki you know i kill players you know killing the little guys is too easy i'm like screw you this is great i'm not gonna like four of them at a time like boop, 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 boop. points boop, 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 boop. more points just keep cloaking to avoid players and do that it it's and i found that really interesting because i think it gives you a degree of satisfaction even when you have bad kd because you realize you're still helping and mm -hmm. you're still like doing something which is useful and i think that you know maybe that's where some games are going to go and for honor isn't the only example there's um what's that one that uh, is it battleborn that uh no no is it battleborn yeah i think it might the, be uh, that uh the, the gearsoft's doing yeah yeah it seems like some the, the kind of next big trend with multiplayer games is pvp pve hybrids you know, and right. I think uh, Titanfall did a lot of that. Of course, you can even trace that back to Dota and League of Legends because they, they're that as well. But now you're taking genres like first-person shooters and throwing those aspects in or third-person melee combat games like For Honor and throwing that aspect in. And that's, that's interesting to me. You know, I, I enjoyed that aspect of Titanfall, so it will be intriguing to see if these other games manage to pull it off well. Nice. What else um, did you play at PAX? Speaking of Battleborn, I also played Battleborn. Oh, okay. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> there you go. How do you is uh, ba does Battleborn have an E on the end? I imagine it does, right? It's got to have an E on the so. end. Uh, Only the best games have born no, with the E on the end. In Battleborn. It's just Battleborn. No. Yeah, e. it's just okay. It's just regular Battleborn. All right. So no, yep. no Bloodborne. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Clearly not one of the best games. Yeah. Then. Absolutely not. Game. Yeah, it's it's clearly subpar. There's no doubt. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Michelle Morrow and I really liked that game. But I think we've we, I think implied that it was different from. Uh... I'm waiting for the spin on this. I'm waiting for it. You are spinning something. Yes, you liked it, but that's a big but. What's the other? What's the other 2K game that we harp on all the time? The other Two... Gearbox one. Oh, the Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah, I was going to say we rail on that constantly. So um, unforgettable. An unforgettable tale. <laughs> Borderlands. Uh, I think, like, implying that it's anything different from Borderlands is really not helpful. Um, but it's multiplayer, it's, right? Like, it's it's a PvP multiplayer experience. Yes. Uh, the demo that they have you do is, like, their actual campaign mode, which is a, a co-op thing. Right. Um, they've put in lots of different characters who do lots of different things there are magic users um the way that they have their talent tree i think is way easier than the way that they did uh borderlands, borderlands? <laughs> borderlands unforgettable Borderlands. I'm typing it up there so that if I have that brain fart again, it's right there. I hope um, this becomes a thing. I'm going to start bringing that game up every week and see how many times you forget what it's called. This is going to be great. Like that, that one, that one with the oh, where you shoot stuff and there with are the shooting and the looting and, just, and the shooting looting. Oh, what is the name of that? 
fun game. <laughs> it was really fun. I thought it was really fun. If you like the UI for Borderlands, then uh, well done. It's it's thank you. It's very easy to play because the UI is almost identical aside from the talent tree. Like I said, the talent tree is set up as like enhancements to your DNA almost. And I'm sure that has to do with the lore and the story in the game. But we didn't mm. really get any of the story in the actual demo. God, it was more just like there are things huge. everywhere. Shoot them. Which I hope is, they do something you know. about that. To be fair, that's um, like that's like Gearbox in a nutshell. Huge fucking gun models for no good reason. Half the screen. <laughs> well, I played. Okay. So my favorite character is there's a little there's a little witch girl who has four hands, who has four <laughs> arms. Look, that is the most annoying character who ever existed in any video game ever. She's of course the you best would love character her. to play. Of course though. you would love her. She has Tiny Tina's voice. It's so good. So she just like the animation on her hands is awesome because you just see four hands like doing this shit, and then you do like a bunch of ninjutsu like out of Naruto, oh, and which is uh, conveniently everywhere. right on the screen. She's called a Rendy. She's right on the screen right now. Yeah, yep, Rendy. she looks fucking I infuriating. Love no, no, yeah, her. Super infuriating. Fuck you, Dodger. Just want to put that out. <laughs> She's so fun oh, to play. I, I at first I played um. Yeah, there she is. At first <laughs> I played the big like dwarf character who's got a giant axe. Not good with him because he's the sort of character who you have to get like right here, mm -hmm. like right up against somebody in order to fight them. You can eventually have enhancements where you can like throw your axe, but I didn't, I didn't understand the enhancements well enough at that time to really take advantage of that. But it's really fun, I think, and I think it's going to be a good. Um, although obviously, I would say that I'm more excited for Overwatch. I think this is a response to people's excitement for Overwatch. That they're like, we need to have a game that sort of feels like that. That's like a 5v5 with lots of different play styles. Um, I think yeah. everybody's trying to get in on that market before mm -hmm. Overwatch drops. Yeah. And this one was really fun. So I would definitely play it once it came out. Yeah, that's, th that's the other multiplayer trend that's going on at the moment, which is uh, taking the ideas from Dota-style games and making a bunch of classes for an FPS. And obviously that's not new. Team Fortress 2 is the most obvious example of that. I was going to say, to me, they're all Team Fortress 2 clones. Just they're, like kind of, they're kind of are. And yeah. so they sort of are and aren't in a way because TF2 is more based around, you've got nine classes with variable loadouts and all of the items are essentially like either weapons or throwables. They don't really technically have cooldown based abilities. Uh, which is and, and they certainly don't like have ultimates, which is more like Dota or League of Legends. You know, so with Overwatch, you've got your main gun, and then you've got a couple of abilities which are maybe tied into the theme of your character, and then you've got your ultimate, which you can earn, which is like obliterate everything around you. So right. it's it's a little different to the way that TF2 does things. I, mean, I can see why people would compare them because they have a similar kind of look. You know, very bright, very cartoony, very over the top. Uh, with very obvious kind of character silhouettes. But Battleborn in particular, uh, watching this seems like that's very different to Overwatch again because you've got the class-based shooting, but there's a lot of PvE stuff going on here. Like, wh mm -hmm. what's the objective of it exactly? Uh, well, in the, in the demo, there's like a big bad who has all of these uh, big monsters that are trying to attack a base. And so you're trying to wipe out all of the monsters and clear the base... Um, 
So that's that's basically how the demo goes. And I don't think that anybody has gotten a different demo from that. Nobody has done a demo of PvP, PvP. which I would be All really right. interested Yeah, because that's the mode I really care about. Like, you know, how yeah. it seems like they're going to have little dudes and cannon fodder in that as well. Creeps, essentially. So I'm mm -hmm. like, well, how do the creeps interact? I assume that's how the leveling up system works. But, you know, what's the main objective? That's what I'm interested right. in. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure story-wise what the main objective is or how mm -hmm. pvp is going to work but i i assume it's going to be i assume it's going to be the standard like capture bases and things yeah like that. defend your base uh, capture points and that kind of thing yeah. yeah but it was it was really fun i like i like all of the different characters i um i didn't get to play michelle really liked there's there's a really really squishy archer girl is she the one with like, the uh the fencer as well she's got like the fencing sword the rapier or is that no, someone else? That's a different no. guy. Okay. Because I like uh, the look of that. That looked pretty oh, cool. Thorn? Is that the one? Yeah, that I think Thorn is the Archie. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, she like she's got really good accuracy and does good damage, but she basically gets hit once and dies. <laughs> so she you also, have to maintain a big distance. She looks like she forgot one boot, too, for some reason. <laughs> weird character designs. It's like, oh, the battle's starting. I got to get out of here. Screw it. Yeah, look, can't she's even got find shit it. to do. She couldn't find the boot. <laughs> yeah. But that's how hardcore she is, Slow Beef. That's mm -hmm. how this works. Goes in about with one I shoe. Can... Yep. I can see that, yeah. You know, I hope <laughs> that, like, her other foot is, like, a, a, a hitbox for a critical or something. Like, shoot her in the toe <laughs> oh, and, like, dead immediately. Just, ah. It's like, this is <laughs> why you wear shoes to combat. You just stamp <laughs> on it to stun her. Yeah, totally. That's perfect. Yeah. That would be great. But the, I dig the, that. The one thing that I... That I either i can't tell if i love or hate about this game right now is the character design in the in the world this takes place in makes no sense like oh like if you, if you go to overwatch a dwarf and a witch <laughs> there's a mushroom man there's a yeah. mushroom like none of it is cohesive together and if you look at team fortress or you look at overwatch the worlds they've created all of it sort of belongs there so everything belongs there and this is like your choices are you can play as a clockwork man or a guy, a giant a man with a robot with a little pistol. Yes. You can I... play as a giant, like beefy dude with a little tiny head, or you can play as a mushroom person or a okay, Mad so... Max chick. Honestly, makes what... no sense. I think what uh... Michelle was saying. Sorry, slow beef. What? Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, uh... What Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying. I know Jesse. I know you were criticizing it, but you kind of sold me on the game more when you're mentioning all these things you can do. So I, I don't know. But sorry, it's... go on. So I mean, it's not necessarily things you can do. It's just the weird <laughs> shit you can be. Sorry, Dodger. I'll it's got to be one of these days, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, what Michelle was saying, because Michelle like tried to find out more about the story, is that um, you might... I think that you're protecting like the one world that's left. And so these are all people and things from different planets um, or different universes that are all like in this one place now and are trying to protect sort of their last bastion against this this evil space overlord mm -hmm. that sort of an idea so that's that's the concept for why there are so many different things <laughs> that are all trying that's to fight a contrivance different. in order to justify mm -hmm. we can design whatever the fuck we want yeah. thank you very much and <laughs> yeah. world cohesion and I'm artistic direction be damned <laughs> They all look like they were designed by the same person. They just don't look like they belong in the same world. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I felt a bit like that with Overwatch as well. I, I think mm -hmm. they, did a, they did a decent job setting up the world with their like really great cinematic trailer when they first announced it. But it's still like, 
one of these guys is a monkey. And <laughs> one of these guys is a dwarf. And one of these guys, at least three of these guys are robots. And it's like, oh, but superheroes. Like, oh, there's the explanation then. It's, it's interesting when you look at uh, particularly multiplayer games that have to build a character roster over time as to how far they veer away from the their initial sort of theme and their initial aesthetic it for the sake of variety and sometimes it doesn't help when you're trying to build a, a cohesive world that makes sense what is the story of heroes of the storm jesse oh my god that's a great um, question <laughs> they're li literally the story is hey do you want to go fight in a place? <laughs> sure. There's no story. There's zero story. The story no, I mean, is the sto just... no, they give you a story in the tutorial. It's very because... threadbare. It's really threadbare. No, like, no. The story is literally like Jim Rayner goes through a portal. And he's like, what the shit is this? And Uther's like, hey, do you want to go beat some dudes up? And he's like, fuck <laughs> it. Let's go. That's literally it. <laughs> And it's, I definitely don't even care. It's a little care. more than that. It, I mean, it's uh, the whole no. idea is like they're being <laughs> no. brought, strange enough, just like Battleborn from kind of different worlds to the Nexus, and they will fight in the Nexus. That's it. But That's for the nothing, story. contrived no bullshit. Really, oh, it's contrived bullshit, really, yeah. Really, they are fighting for the purpose of fighting, for our entertainment. If anything, all the heroes should be like, the shit, we should kill the player because this is some <laughs> next level. This is what happens in the movies. They realize they're being used and they come after us. It's horrifying. I would not recommend it. It's what's interesting is that Heroes of the Storm started off as Blizzard Dota. They literally called it Blizzard right. Dota and then they called it yeah. Blizzard All Stars and then they called it Heroes of the Storm. It was supposed to be a really high quality mod for StarCraft 2. And they showed it like two or three years ago and they showed the different elements of it and announced it and all that kind of thing. And then it went dark for years and then it came back as a free-to-play game. Probably because they realized, oh my God, Hearthstone is making us a lot of money. Let's do that again rather than, you know, making this for StarCraft 2, which will not actually benefit us that much. And the original setting of the game when it was Blizzard Dota, was the Nexus is a dark cyber world where heroes provide entertainment for dark and terrible gods. Us? Like, yes, we, we are the dark and terrible gods, literally. Cool, you know, and, uh, that, and that was it. Like, that was the whole backstory, because you don't really need a backstory for a mod map. And then it became its full game, and they kind of sort of forgot to put a real story <laughs> in. They were like, ah, <laughs> it's like, um, dark and terrible gods. Cool, play the game. Sure, but that's, yeah. But that's, that's the weird thing with like League of Legends where there was no story, nobody cared, and then for some reason there was this outcry. Like we They retconned everything with that game. And so everything <laughs> got retconned. Everything, I literally have three friends who work specifically on the story for that mm -hmm. game. They like, that. their job is to write story for that. I'm like, what do you do again? <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of it now. Like, there's some really yeah, there's impressive. They put out so impressive much. cinematics and motion comics and everything that have built the story. But back when I started playing LOL, no, it had no fucking story at all. It doesn't and, need a story. I mean, I half, no half the items that. in that game were in there just because they were named after people. I all right. I'm just really proud that regardless of how hard they work on the lore, I've still ruined the game by having an item called the Total Biscuit of Rejuvenation in it. There's no way they can explain that within the law. <laughs> They're screwed. It's as simple as that. It's a complete part it of makes your me breakfast. Happy. Your balanced breakfast. Absolutely. All. The Dark Gods was Total like, complete. I'm going to ship I, this out there. I feel like I have to try now somehow to study the lore and figure out some way of working the Total Biscuit of Rejuvenation. Somebody has to it. have made. It must yeah. be, right? 
just some six degrees of Kevin Bacon weird ass way of doing it. And yeah, yes. I'm looking I'm it up on like out. the League of Legends wiki to see if they have any justification for it whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> It's like the total biscuit of rejuvenation is an item in League of Legends. This item is not available for purchase unless you have the Culinary Master Mastery. Uh, the item is named after me, uh, and that's it. Yeah, there's there's no law whatsoever uh, in regards to that item. Sorry. <laughs> you are a famous YouTuber and game commentator, and uh, for achieving a high number of law referrals. I right? did. I got many, many. <laughs> That must feel good since you don't. Yeah, play it must that feel game. great. Well, yeah, actually, it kind of does. <laughs> the, the wiki says though you wanted to be named, have something like a top hat named or whatever, but they didn't do it, right? So it was like um, back when uh, with the referral thing, you, you didn't get to choose exactly what it was, uh, but see. you were able to provide suggestions, and it was like, well, you know, we will pick things which fit into our world, sort of thing. But and back then they were they were doing all sorts of things like there's a there's an item called the Ohm Wrecker in there which is also named after a YouTuber which is basically <laughs> just kind of like a lightning hammer of some sort and okay. it was like that's kind of stretching it uh, and for our item they it, it's not an item you can buy in the game you get a uh, in-game mastery which gives you one at the start of every game and it's basically exactly. like a you start with a health potion essentially but it's it's a biscuit uh, so Aww. yeah it was uh, yeah. it was. They just kind of this came up with it out of nowhere. It's like, you're okay with this? In fact, actually, I don't think they even think they consulted me. I think they just put it in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty we sure don't care they if you're okay with it. Yeah, they don't anyway. care. It's their game. They can do whatever they want. We're making this brand deal. It's going to happen deal. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Anything else you played at PAX, Dodger? That was yeah, good? Yeah, um, I played uh, Circa Infinity. That game actually just came out. Circa it's... Infinity. Okay. What's all <laughs> like about? Brain to melt out of your head it's a it was one of the the pax 10 it's a puzzle game well it's kind of a puzzle uh, game uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how to describe this game so i hope you can find what video of it i do it. i just uh, pulled up jim sterling's video on it what the hell is going on <laughs> it's so fun and so weird we beat the demo i had to do it with me sam and our buddy pluto we beat the demo together. Um, and yeah, you're just going deeper and deeper and deeper into the circle. It tracks your time in case you want to like test yourself and have a good time on it. But um, yeah, you're, oh, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this game, but it's so oddly nope. fun. And the music creates this really strange atmosphere along with just the art style. What do you do? Uh, I'm trying to follow what's so going on the you screen. Start, you start on, on a circle. There's one triangle that acts as the door to get inside. Mm -hmm. So you go to that door and you go in and then you jump to get to the next circle and then you go to the door and jump in. But eventually there are more and more like creatures that are in your way um, trying to keep you from getting in the door. And at first it's like, yeah. oh, there's just a couple things in my way. I can just dodge them. But eventually there are things that that will like hop from the outside to the inside and you're like, oh no, <laughs> like trying to... Oh, it's bad. It's so fun, though. It looks like far too much work. <laughs> I can't oh, even it's be really asked. fun. I'm like, it's no. really fun. I was actually, I was going to play it on stream today, but then we had Weeb Talk for two hours. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was also worried, like, that's that's the kind of game that I think could possibly give a person a seizure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I most of the chat complained, oh, God, I have a headache now after watching yeah, this. <laughs> I know, but it's so fun. Guys, if you didn't get a headache while watching that footage, you should try playing it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I really liked that game. Uh, what was the other one that I wanted to talk about? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I did play... Uh, <laughs> I did play Shower with Your Dad Simulator. Did any of you play oh, Shower with Your Dad Simulator? Um, nope. uh, I don't no. I, I am a dad, so that's an uncomfortable game for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. I, I didn't go anywhere near it, because I think like, anything that has the word simulator on the end of it, I immediately avoid at this point. Oh, my God. Really? Either, remind you, either I'll remind you that weird. at Dragon Con, at Dragon Con, you guys were like, nope, we're not touching that game. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll take the bullet. And I did. I took <laughs> the bullet. I played that game. Can I just uh -huh, point out, and? At, at the, of the title, Shower With Your Dad Simulator, the problem, the word you had the problem with was simulator? Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right. Just clearing that up. Sorry. He doesn't, he doesn't trust simulator games. I, I, well, I mean, why would yeah. you anymore? There's so many sort of ironic simulator games coming out these days, which are clearly like just basically PewDiePie for all intents no, I, and purposes. I, I get that. But the alternative is being okay with showering with your dad. Well, not really. Right, no. we're talking about a game as opposed yeah, to know. you know it's simulating in the game doing that. It's you know it's not act the actual act of it. I know. So, I'm just being a jerk. Of course. Uh, I didn't know what this game was going into it. I was just like, it's called Shower with Your Dad Simulator. It's probably super fucking weird, and it is. But I didn't expect it to be. It's a. It's like an an endless do your best game where you are a kid. And they show you, like, here's your dad. This is what your dad looks like. And then you're running around in a bathroom amongst a bunch of showering men. And you have to go to the one who's your dad. And every time you, you make it to your dad, then it reloads and the dads are in different places. So okay. you're just doing that constantly. And then more and more things go wrong. Like, um, there's a careful, it's wet sign. And if you run into that, then you slow down because you trip on it. Um, there are big puddles of water that make you slip. Um, eventually, more and more dads show up. So it gets more difficult. Um, I'm they also weird have shit little... also happens. Like, I saw a bit of video where they were in baths flying through the sky shooting lasers at each other. I have not unlocked that mode yet. You, okay. There are more modes to unlock. Spoiler the mode alert. that I loved the most, I I'm trying to remember that. what it was called. I can't remember what the mode was called, but you have, um, you can you can rotate between which which kid you are, and you have to grab your correct dad as they fly from the ceiling and that <laughs> mode i played i played that mode for so long i was like all right guys just one more time i have to just try this one more time because you like yeah you use the arrows and you hit up to like rotate which kid you are and then the dads just slowly like fall and your arm just stretches out and grabs them <laughs> it gets faster and faster and faster and i was freaking out trying to catch my dad Maybe this is a childhood experience I never had, but like, how do you think <laughs> up that game? I, I mean... don't know. Uh, it's, it, to me, it almost seems like the the idea, the sort of the perfect storm to throw together kind of a silly game that attracts a lot of people is have a weird fucking title, make mm -hmm. it clearly PewDiePie, so it goes all over YouTube, and price it at 99 cents. And I, let, I'm going to check Steam Spy, actually. I would like I to know. I enjoyed it. 
I would like to know how much, how many copies Shower with Your Dad Simulator has sold. So far, fifty-six thousand, which is not too bad for a ninety-nine cent silly game like that. That's he made at least like thirty thousand bucks off of that already. What an age to be alive! Yeah, simulate showering with your dad for under a buck. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, and then eventually in the endless mode, eventually like. They have shower curtains that'll drop over them. So there's like a split second where you see them and then shower curtains fall. And you're like, no, which one's my dad? I can't remember. <laughs> so then it's about hmm. speed and memory. Oh, of course. Great. Of course. That's, that oh, sounds yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, <laughs> truly. Great. <laughs> Move over, Dark Souls 3. Indeed. <laughs> um, moving on. Have. Uh, Jesse, have you done the Armello multiplayer yet? I have. I love Armello. I love that game. Two bits. I hadn't played it with somebody until Sam and I decided to play it together. It's fun with other people. I think it's hard. It's definitely harder with other people. Oh yeah, because computer's awful. The computer, the, the AI um, is no, just computer's dumb as shit. awful unless it's playing Thane. Then the computer's broken. That's why broken. I always play Thane. That's why I always no. play Thane. That's my dog. Wolf. It's that's great. your wolf. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's quite literally a dog. Oh, he is. Yeah, he? yes. Yeah. Okay. No, he wasn't appropriating. That's he's actually a dog. That's no <laughs> doubt. Love I mean, that it's, game. it's basically a board game, right? Yes, a, it's, a digital it's board all it game. Is. It's basically a board game it's where you fun. play as one of the animal clans, and there's eight characters now, and you are trying. We've talked about this before. You try to take out the king who is corrupted by the rot, and as the game goes on, he gets weaker, but more and more awful shit appears on the board. And so the objective is either one, kill the king and win, or two, have enough prestige, I believe, in order to take the crown once he's dead. And so it's a lot of fun. You collect weapons that you can use. You collect uh, little furry animal buddies that will tag along with you. You can- a perfect lounge game. We, we should do it for the lounge, yeah, definitely. It's I, great. It's really fun. Yeah, um, I really like Huntress. Because she gets one attack in before you even go into your battle, which is awesome because she's got a bow, a bow and arrow. arrow. Yeah, so you can be like, I want to attack that guy. And you get like one hit in ahead of time. Um, I, but it's all, the battles are all dice based. So if they oh, have more oh, yeah, dice there's, than you. There's, then two, you're there's two other ways to win, chat. You're absolutely right. There's, you can get the stones, you can get four of those fucking stones. There's other ways. But when you play Thane, those are the ways that you win. Look, that's all I care about. Is 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 the is Huntress the fox character? No, or? Huntress no. is the other wolf. Okay, because I fox I did a character. Sorry, she's, I, she's oh sorry. I did a Google image search and I got onto Deviant Dart and now I'm seeing oh. a lot of the fox character. Sorry. Anyway, go on. She, uh, hopefully, it, hopefully exclusive. fully clothed. Yeah, she's knowing Deviant. I'll probably only. not. Oh, I'll link some yeah. of it in chat. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, God. I want <laughs> I want the fox character so bad, but she's Kickstarter only. I want to just email them and be like, please, I love foxes. Just ah. <laughs> they'd probably send it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I'm. It. I actually met those guys at uh, E3 and hung out with them for like an hour. They're legit cool dudes, straight up Aussie badasses who were like, yes, we're gonna go home and fight sharks and spiders and shit. I was like, <laughs> I love you guys. I love you so much. So they're great. And I, I, I told them I was like, when this game's out on PS4, I'll get it. I already have it for PS4 and PC. I don't even care. It's great. It's fantastic. It's a good, good game. Now, how random is it exactly? Because you, you mentioned dice-based combat and things like that. You know, How much of it is determined by luck, do you think? Oh, uh, 
a portion of it, but most of it's determined by your skills at the beginning, uh, your character that you're playing, um, any of the items that you collect along the way that change some of your dice. So you basically are customizing your character as you play. And so there's a few moments where you roll dice and you get some shitty rolls, but it's never anything awful. Like you may get a shield instead of a, an attack, but it doesn't hurt you in any way. It just blocks some damage. So, so it's, it's a hedge your bets kind of thing. Yeah, there's a few parts where you go into dungeons where it says, like, you need to roll these things in order to, to beat the dungeon, and sometimes you massively fail. And that's just a roll. But it's not combat or, uh, like, questing things. Those you can plan for. So you're not getting fucked on the things you plan for. Only the random stuff that you encounter along the way can actually randomly fuck you. But and and realizing like the characters really do come with vastly different play styles and you have to figure out how one. best yeah. to use the character because otherwise you're like I'm trying to attack stuff but I never win and it's like maybe you're not supposed to be a character that attacks don't anything play, don't play the rabbit then yeah don't, don't play, play fucking amber and keep no I didn't attack Thane Thane came for me fuck Thane he's the worst oh my god. I was okay. trying to stay away from him, and he was like, I think I'll beat up on Amber again. And I was like, fuck yourself, Thane. I'm just trying to do some dungeons. <laughs> Shit. So angry. But yeah, that game is really, really fun. So we should definitely do that on Lounge. Yeah, um, we do. I like the multiplayer a lot. I'm glad that the multiplayer is so... Uh, I was worried that it wasn't going to be as clean as it is. But, like, Sam and I had no problems playing it. I don't know what it's like to play with four people. We have had some bad experiences with digital board games on multiplayer. Yeah. Ooh, no, like, it's the whole Bandit Clan. Oh, shit. I didn't what? even know what? this. So, so huh? the Kickstarter backers is, like, is, so there's the different clans, right? There's the Wolf Clan, there's the Bear Clan, there's the Rabbit Clan, and then there's the Rodent. What, Rodent, yeah. These, the Bandit Clan is the Fox, what looks like a fucking honey badger, an a otter, and then a squirrel. Oh, oh my god. That it's sounds so cool awesome. looking. Yeah, man. I want look, fellow guys, hook us the fuck up. According to someone in <laughs> chat, they're gonna be unlocking that stuff once they release the tablet version. Like it's gonna be available for oh, everyone. So it's just like so it's a limited exclusive stuff. for a time. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But you can give it to us now. But it's fine. We can wait. It's fine. If you wanted to give it to us now, though, that's cool. Mm, that game's really fun. But, but, I mean, it's, it is just a legitimately a board game. If you're looking for, like, a story mode, or uh, there's nothing there in that regard. You, you're playing a board game, and every time you play, it's still a board game. So don't, like, right, where's my story mode? Or my, it's, it's legit just a video game board game. Good shit. Uh... Slowbeef, I believe you were trying to interject with something witty. That's probably I, not so relevant anymore. So let's do it and be awkward. I want, <laughs> I want limited exclusives too. Thanks. Please, I'm D, I'm D list, but I'm here now. Okay. <laughs> it's the Look, you're show. on the episode. He they started from the bottom, and now he's here. Has to be. <laughs> Give it to me. No, but for real though, I want to play the fucking honey badger so bad. I want to play the fox so oh bad. Oh my god, ah. I want that honey badger though. He gives no shits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you basically are a honey badger, just less violent. <laughs> I've, had no I've had no chance to kill snakes yet, but trust me, I'll eat those motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I was really excited to try out Don't Starve, um, Don't Starve Shipwrecked, 
which is like a, a new sort of mode for Don't Starve. But it's basically the same thing, except you have boats. So you're like, you're shipwrecked on an nice. island. And then there are other little islands around you, and you're trying to, um, you know, put together different types of machines and find different types of things. But it's the same gameplay, essentially. Uh, still fun, but it's, you know, it's just, it's pirate-themed Don't Starve. Oh, I love Don't Starve. I hadn't even heard of this. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Don't Starve, too. I hadn't played it until, like, fairly recently. Like, six months ago, I think, was the first time I had played it. And, uh, yeah, I, that game was I've been, super fun. I'm sad I missed the boat on that when it first came out. I, I've been playing, I played Don't Starve together with a couple people, and I suck at it. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing, so I just tell, I, like, tell me what to build, and they're like this. I'm like, I don't have any of that. So then my <laughs> friends have to give me the items to build it for them just so I feel useful. It's, oh, it actually, that actually makes me feel bad to think about, but it is a fun game. So, you know, <laughs> I love it a lot. Yeah, super fun. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. There was that door game. Fuck, what was that door game called? Indeed, that door, door game. Uh, it's a door game? That door game, game. you know. Oh, 999, right. Oh. Yeah, 999, that's the one. No, it was where um, you were this dude. You were controlling this door, and there's a dude who's holding on to the door. You're essentially trying to get this dude from, like, the opening of a world to the ending of a world. You have the block that you spawn in on, and then you have to maneuver it through this whole world without touching anything and get to where the door opens into the next world. Fuck. Chat, does anybody know what right? I'm talking about? Oh, <laughs> Portal. Yep, you got it. Borderlands. It's not Medal of Honor Warfighter, is it? <laughs> Splatoon. What's that game called? Oh. Uh... I just looked at the card for this game, too, because I was emptying my backpack. Fuck. It's not door kickers. I know. No, it's not door kickers. <laughs> Medal of Honor <laughs> door fighter. <laughs> <laughs> bravo, chat. Bravo. Door souls. <laughs> not discussing what? I just saw that door, you wrote Door souls. I, I, I love Because I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. Shadow of Mordor. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ah! Boo! Yeah. Boo. Good night. <laughs> Dorderlands. Dorderlands. That's great. Door simulator. Uh, no. That's... Shower with your door simulator. <laughs> nice. Oh. Dang it. Well, if somebody says it in chat later, I'll interject to be like, that was the name of that game with the door. It was a really, really cool art style. So I want, I want to be able to say. Go look at this game because it was super cool and really fun and extremely difficult. And I can't remember the name of it. So I'll do some research while we move on to somebody else. Yes. Let's, let's move I, to someone else. Because I dropped the ball. Because I dropped the ball. Massive ball dropping. And whoops. Oops. Door. Hmm. Oops. It's like, I'm t I don't want to start the Metal Gear Solid discussion because I have a, no, no doubt it's going to go on for longer than five minutes. And we're <laughs> on break in five minutes. I can tell you what I played this week. I all right. Okay. So, something that you can discuss in five minutes. Go. Uh, yeah. So I two things that I played this week. One was I saw on my Steam feed that Dodger had played a game for 170 hours, and I was like, "The fuck is this game?" Oh no, that's that what clicker thing. It? It's called Sakura Clicker. <laughs> oh no. I oh. downloaded this game because it was free to play. 
It literally is just you click on anime girls and they go, ah, ah, ooh, ah. That's it. And 170 That's hours? Yeah, because I left it open. I was, I wanted to see, I left it open while I was at CoxCon. While I was in England for a week and a half, I left it open the entire time to see how much money it could accrue. It was not, it was not as much as I hoped for. Hours. I last opened it on Monday, to be fair. So oh, I'm, I'm not, a, I haven't been opening it as often anymore to check on my funds. But yeah, I left, I left it open for a week and a half straight and then continued to leave it open on my desktop sometimes until I realized that it accrues money even while it's closed and you don't have to do that. <laughs> I can't even, I can't, I can't even, I played it for 0.6 hours. <laughs> and I was like, I am done. This is awful. This game is horrible. And I was That's like, well, all I'm it's doing is clicker. clicking. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. Yeah, so I, I, I played that. This is, uh, by the way, in the same is the same line as Sakura Spirit, those games, like where it's like it's the sexy the same, anime girl thing. It's the same, yeah, line, but it's the first, it's the first of its of its kind in this in the Sakura genre. I, I actually streamed that. I it was a dual screen of Sakura Spirit and Showa Nikki. Did you ever hear of that game? It's the homoerotic shoot 'em up. Oh, the, for, the, yeah, I, I do recall that one. Yeah, it's like photographs of like half naked. I called it everybody yes, gets yeah, yeah, anime yeah. laid. Yeah. So yep. like Yeah. Um so I'm familiar with that. Um I'm kinda surprised. I'm at least they upgraded it to kind of a game, it sounds like, sort of. I, I mean, mean, is it though like it, I, I, clickers uh or weird genre as i remember back in the day we had progress quest where mm -hmm. you did fuck all uh, basically <laughs> you did nothing like the, there's no there's no skill involved in the game nothing happens and then clickers seem to be like just a a slight evolution of that to the point where you it still requires no skill whatsoever yes yeah pretty much well, yeah there's no there's no skill there's no skill in this game involved at all except how Guys, fast can you move your finger and then up like, upgrade your character so that your clicks do more damage. Do you want to know damage. how much money I've accrued since Monday? <laughs> I just opened it. it, so I can I, check. I have no context Wait, Hold on, to I'm going to open mine, too. Wish. I got... Okay. You want to you wanna tell us yours first, Jesse? I'm waiting. It's, it, it's just loading right now. Hold on. Okay. It is... I received 274 billion gold while I was away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh, go on. Um, I have ready ready for a thing that makes no sense. I have 10.84 CC gold that I accrued while I was away. Yeah. So it goes So, here's how money works in this game. It goes uh <laughs> hundreds, thousands, uh millions, millions. trillions, billions, billions. Not and in that then, order, but no, yeah. No, it's not that billion, way at all. Billions, <laughs> billions, trillions and then a A B B C C D D. <laughs> just like no, it's just wait wait wait. Well, so by bra sizes? Is that what you're mm -hmm. saying? Like it just mm -hmm. like you it have turns into bra four sizes. billion double D's. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get my. Fortune. I'm trying to get my main dude to level 600, but I've got a bunch of other dudes to level 600. I just haven't focused as I'm much. Right, you just you said trying. Better. Like that implies there's some effort involved. Is there oh, any effort involved? No, effort. no you open it up no. and you're like, "How much money did I make?" And then you level at people and then you close it again. If there's you click. no effort. No effort. You can yeah. click though. I mean, in you the can, title, it you says can that. click to get money much faster. But if you don't 
if you've stopped caring, then you can mm-hmm. just close it and then open it again in a week and have 10.85 CC. You can also give real life money in order to change your character's outfit into, uh, hold on, I'll you tell don't... you these amazing outfits. You of can course you can. Wear stuff like, oh, hold on, it's playing right now and they're going, Oh, they've added they've added oh, new costumes dear. since last night. There's a night chocolate opened. outfit where your character wears all chocolate smothered on her body. There's a yes, is, yeah. That's from soccer fantasy. <laughs> yep. yep. You can buy dual swords. Just to clarify. Yeah, I just want to point out, by the way, the gameplay game currently on the screen, clarified. which appears to be nothing but attacking the breasts, is Dodger's gameplay, and she is Good. entirely responsible for that. She wants to attack the breasts. She wants to yeah. attack... Yeah. I, know, I assume that does not that do whenever... extra damage, although maybe it would no, in a game No, like it that. doesn't. Just, I don't know if you can hear it. They probably can't actually hear no, it. No, I... No. But let me just voice over. Here's the thing. I imagine at the beginning, your assumption is like, this is going to be fucking hot. <laughs> Two minutes in, you're like, this is the most <laughs> annoying sounds I've ever. You're just like, I totally agree. Up. It's, it's not up. sexy at all. Thank God Zero they have sexy. like a, please turn off the sound button. <laughs> That's why like, I prefer no, subs to dubbing, you. yeah. You know, what gets me about it is the names of the mobs on the screen that you can see the energy bar. It's like, bear. It's like, no, that's just a girl dressed as a bear. And there's boar, and then there's Anubis, god of death. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but she, Anubis has the same stats as a fucking boar, apparently. Yes, yes. Yep. yep. This is not canon at all. This is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, this is a big boar. All right. So she's got more HP. I see. Can I just say, though, that um, of the this face options, because... Because you can change your face in this game, and I didn't realize that until later. I want best... a pervy face with the little cat. Like... Yeah, best best face is perverted face. face. Is like, By far. Like, far and away best face. Yep. I'm glad we agree. Pervy face is best face. Yeah, it's just like... It's like... like yeah. I'm so turned oh, on. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm reading the user reviews on Steam for it. <laughs> I... I have spent over $300 on this game series, what? hoping to get the same pleasure as I get when I look at used socks. What? Four oh. weeks. Oh, man. Right. Okay. Right. That's a troll review. Is that a <laughs> everything else. Damn it. Probably. Was... Oh, that the same sucks. same pleasure I get when I look at used socks. Nothing, nothing trolly about that. No. <laughs> Just truth. Damn it. That seems entirely Hard serious. truth about that. But they recommended life. it. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, that's what all Steam reviews really are these days. Yeah. It's like what saw boobs, ten out of ten. Yeah, it's like what silly story can you tell that will get people to click? Ha ha, that's funny because I memes. Yeah. I don't know. XX fuck what you did not recommend it, even though he has twenty five hours on record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> essentially, an Excel spreadsheet with shiny anime boobs attached to it. Like, dude, you played it for twenty five hours. I don't know. Yeah. It took him time to figure out what the game was about. Yes. <laughs> like, hold on. Like well, it's like, you know, I, I, I need to put at least 20 hours into this because it might <laughs> get better. <laughs> you no, one solid like day later. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known when I opened it and there was no intro screen whatsoever. It just but starts I, immediately. It just like puts you straight in it. I was I have never played a clicker game until this game. Mm. And I was like, so it's going to. So what happens? What's going to happen? If you watch my video of soccer clicker, it's literally me going, is this? This is, is this it, all this game right? is? Yeah. Is this it? 
Is this all you do in this game? <laughs> I'm so offended. You know, I, I would love to oh see someone God. do like an in-depth sort of study of clickers in relation to like how regular games are made because clickers to me take away every part of the game and leave only the progression. And they prove that actually people are willing to play games that have no gameplay at all yep. purely for the progression. Yep. And that's uh, what it is because you unlock characters and you un and each character you unlock has a little bit more damage, but then you can buff your previous characters to make them have as equal damage. So literally the entire time you're just like, if I get more money, I can make my characters better and then I can buy better weapons and better magic spells. And you're mm -hmm. just like, I just need to wait and just need to get more money. It's for me, the worst. For the me, the satisfaction box. comes Yeah, from it really is, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. it press comes the button, from, like, get the pill. Buffing somebody up and then seeing the boss health bar go down faster. And I'm like, yeah, I did it. There's I'm, like I'm, a weird satisfaction there. I want to spoil something for you, though. I don't know if they fixed this, but Unico in the Steam review has a spoiler for this. The game actually game breaks at zone 322-5. Ah. The boss, the boss has not annoying. a number, not a number out of one health, so you can't win it. I'm sorry. Wow. Zone 322? Sorry. There's no way. Dash five. Oh, okay. I'm at zone 18. <laughs> I mean, Hold on, so... what zone am I at? <laughs> what zone am I at? I need to figure this out. Now I gotta read. 322? Who are you? Go outside. What the fuck? He probably set up an no, auto clicker, so most likely. I'm at zone 8.4, 8-4. An auto oh, hold on, now I'm yeah. smashing this mud girl. Oh, mud girl. Can it's like imagine? people figured out how to play a game that's barely a game even less than they were already playing it, which I think is really <laughs> impressive. Can you imagine downloading Sakura Clicker, which is basically sexy anime girls that you click on and cheating at it? I think <laughs> almost everyone that plays it cheats at it. <laughs> like, this game. Probably because, you know, they, they were hoping for something more. Like, all right, I've seen the boobs. What else is there? I bet, I guess if I do progress, maybe I get more. And then it's just like, well, I can't be asked to do that. Let's set something up and see if it's... It's like, you could... There's real porn you can find. It's really easy. <laughs> like, there, there's no ending that could that could satisfy you at that point. No, I don't think so. so. No, absolutely like, not. <laughs> all right, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll dive in on Metal Gear Solid, no doubt, since uh, there's at least two people that really want to talk about. One of my that. options says Enter Boss. What is that about? Uh, I let's talk about it know. during the break. I, I think you need a patch for that. All right, we are going to the break, and when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week. You're watching the Cooptional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional <laughs> podcast. We are no longer discussing Sakura Clicker. Definitely didn't play it the entire break. No, totally, definitely didn't. Nope. Nope. Jesse's a better I man it. than I because he actually closed it. Here, I'm closing it too. There <laughs> we go. There we go. All right. I played I played another game, TV. Okay, we'll that, do that before the Metal Gear then. All right. That was infuriating. Uh, so was for it the one Friday you were week, screaming about? <laughs> I found a game, actually, it was sent to me, and I don't remember if it was, I had a lot of people this week suggest I play it for Fan Friday, and it's a game called Pro Gamer Manager. Pro, Pro Gamer Manager. Imagine, like, uh, the like the, you know, like all the games are like, I need to make a video game, like that kind of stuff. But in this case, you are playing a gamer, and you need to get better at a game called FOBA, and you are trying to get on a pro team. Like, that's the whole premise for the game. And so you play, and you level up, and you learn characters. You know, MOBAs, 
and how they're they make you super salty. Apparently, playing a game <laughs> based on playing MOBAs is about a million times worse. It gives you it gives you random situations. So you're playing a game, and it would be like the mid lane needs help. Do you go help him? But they give you no other like you don't know what's happening the rest of the like what's going on in the other lanes. What's happening here? And you're just like, okay, yeah. And then at the end, it's like you lost the game. And you're like. What the fuck you what? What did I lose? There's other times where it's like the jungler is is do is is in the open. Do you organize a gank? And I'm like, uh yes. And it's like, you left your late punishment, you lose. I'm like, the fuck? I, you are you are given nothing to help you determine what choices are good or bad. And then the best part is there was one game I was in, and it's like some a player's being toxic. Do do you comment or not? And I'm like, uh, no, I say nothing because all he's going to do is troll me. I know how these games work. Literally, I wake up the next day and it's like, your account has been banned one day for trolling chat. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, Dodger literally was streaming this morning and literally all she heard was me screaming. I and like, there were multiple times where I was talking about something and I would just stop talking. <laughs> and some people heard it and some people didn't. But oh my God, for me, it was as though Jesse was right here screaming at me about how he did nothing wrong. All I could hear was him screaming over and over again, I did nothing wrong! I did nothing wrong! And I was like... <laughs> it is... It is... I've never been more mad at a game that is not an actual MOBA, which is hilarious, <laughs> because... And then the best part is, I had a record of, like... Eight and six... Like, 60... I had lost, like, a bunch of games. Let's just... And companies are contacting me, like hey, will you wear our gear? And I was like, there's no way a company would contact you if you were this bad unless they wanted something else from you. Oh, I'm unless you're G2A. You know. Like, these guys, it was so fucking ridiculous. And best part is, your guy can only play two games a day, and then he has to sleep. And I was like, first off, You'll never become a pro so gamer much. then. Not a yeah. chance. <laughs> and, then, and then it goes, your monthly costs are in, you're minus $1,600. It's like, wait, so I have to have a job and play this game to go professional while still taking sponsorships where they don't want to pay me. It's literally the game designed to make you not want to ever be a pro gamer. I was going to say, that is shockingly accurate, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, it well, sounds right. I've never been so mad. I I think I got maybe 40 minutes in before I was like, I'm done. I can't. When you get banned, when you go out of your way to be a nice guy player, and then you get banned multiple times from the game for too much salt, I was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I literally just was screaming and walked down the hallway. I was like, I can't! God it's, damn it! It sounds oh, like oh, the, you know, they're deliberately trying to fuck with you by the sounds of it. Right. Oh, it's the worst. The worst. I was so mad. Literally I can't even... burst into my room and like yelled at me about the game. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what, what game this is. I don't. <laughs> There's so much rage suddenly. <laughs> I hate that game so much, and I want everyone to know that that's probably real life, I would imagine. He plays two games a day! A day! And then goes to sleep, and then it's like, your gym membership is in, you owe, like, 50 bucks. I don't do anything but play this fucking game and sleep! I don't even have clothes that I change into! My room is littered with food! I just... <laughs> I hate that game so much. I, was, I lost so much goddamn money. I was like, practice the game, you dipshit! And he's like, I played my two games today. Time for bed. Are you kidding me? How long are these fucking games? I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> FOBA is a horrible game. Fuck you, developers of FOBA.
<laughs> well then. <laughs> I was... I fucking hate that game. God damn it. Apparently. All right. God let's move on to something that is manager. only slightly less frustrating than that. And Jesse, I'm, I'm going to deliver you a little ultimatum here. Yeah. You're really bad when it comes to spoilers. If you spoil Metal Gear for people in chat, they will, will find Metal you. Then they Gear, will. First off, first off, I couldn't spoil it because people will be like, the fuck are you talking about? It, it's, mm -hmm. a, it, it's a game where, again, like I've said multiple times, if you haven't played the first, if you haven't played the first ones, there's no reason to play this. Like, you'll be so fucking lost. If you haven't played... Like, there's a few games you don't need to play, but you need to play some of them to know what's going on. I, I will say I had only played Snake Eater in terms of the story before it, and they do give you the cassette tapes in this one to kind of catch you up, but I do feel you if you haven't played Ground Zeroes and things like that. Like, you'll, you'd be kind of lost, yeah. I mean, it's just in general, really... like... I'll play Ground Zeroes. Oh, yeah, oh, lost. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't played any Metal Gear Solid game before, and TB hasn't, and he was like, I don't know, what the, a fire whale? Like, if you haven't played them and you don't know Kojima's like, yeah, no, crazy shit's about to happen, then you'll be like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and it, it, it's funny you don't realize how they worked up to that fire whale in all the previous yeah. games, you know? Because, yeah, in Solid 1, you had a psychic guy, and that was it. And then yep. the second game, you had the vampire, and then the third game is just crazy town with, like, the bee guy and all that. And you don't realize, and it builds up, and then by the time you Finally, see Firewell... Like, what the Yeah, fuck? you're like, why not? Sure, why? at this point. Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. After this franchise has been going for so long, right? Yes. And still, I think, I think one of the reasons that new players are like, what the fuck have I stepped into? Is because somehow the crazy shit is never mentioned to people. Like, how no. is that? How is it that there have been so many Metal Gear games, the only one that I had any experience with is number one, because I watched my cousin play it, and somehow I'm still like, yeah, it's a game about a, a guy named Snake who does stealth stuff and hides under well, boxes. That's... And I didn't know about all the other weird it, shit. Like, how? It, it used to be more grounded. Like, it was always a little odd, but, like, it oh, was kind no, of... It... Yeah, it was no, based right, on right. things. Yeah, like... In Solid 1, like, the bosses were, like, a really good sniper, big guy with, like, a Gatling gun, and then the Psychic was really the weird one, and yeah, even that... Mantis was, like, that was the one trippy part of that game where any kid who played that game for the first time remembers, like, I got to switch my fucking controller? Like, that kind oh, of yeah. shit was amazing. He knew it was on your save card. Like, it was a really cool mind. You didn't really focus on the fact that it was a Psychic. It was just a cool moment in a video game, and... Then even it was like, let's see if we can up the ante in future games. And it just went mm -hmm. nuts ever since then. Yeah, I feel like my theory is that Solid Metal Gear Solid really made a lot of money and like did great for the PlayStation and Konami. Mm -hmm. And before that, they were kind of holding Kojima back from his crazier ideas. Because right after that, then with Solid 2, that's where like it went just apeshit with like the conspiracy theories and the Patriots. And then there's just like a vampire and a really lucky lady is one of the bosses and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And it's it, it makes kind of a weird plot problem for me, too, because they talk about how great Big Boss, like the character in 5 and 3, is as a soldier and how they cloned him and how he's the ultimate super soldier. But it's like, but you also have a guy made of fire now. And a guy <laughs> like, like, why don't you clone the fire guy? You could use a few of him on your army, right? You know, like oh, you no, all fire guy can be whoa, like whoa, whoa. By careful, careful, careful with the spoilers. Oh, first, like, well, that's the first like minute of the game. Doesn't it, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. They'll they'll we'll fucking see. find you. Trust me. You don't. Well, dies. I I, exactly. I am yeah. saving you from that. 
Or yeah. not. I think <laughs> Solid One spoilers are reasonable. I mean, that game's, what, fucking 15 years old or whatever. Yeah. But, right, yeah. Yeah, side note to the people in chat who are like, um, I don't know why you're looking for Metal Gear to make sense when Final Fantasy doesn't make sense. Totally different genres of game. Like Final Fantasy is grounded in a world of magic and 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 like strangeness. Sorry, I'm just playing the spoiler alert warning up. Like, because I don't trust Jesse not to do it. I so. will like, even fucking talk on it. I will like, agree with Dodger is right though. The it's really jarring in Metal Gear Solid Five that. Basically, the entire first two hours of the game is this really tense, really fucking crazy, like mind-blowing experience with some supernatural shit, like crazy shit's happening. And then immediately after that, you're like, now I'm crawling through a desert and I'm sniping guys <laughs> in the head and I'm on the block. And it's and then for the next five hours, it's like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, now some crazy supernatural shit. And then back to like, now I'm crawling through a desert. Now and it's it's really jarring. I think they like went too far almost. It's ridiculous. Kojima's always been really weird with that, and, like, he'll have, like, this sort of last-minute drama where you have some, like, awesome boss fight where something's, like, flying through the air or it's going, like, faster than you can see it, and then, like, this codec call, like, let me tell you about the war orphan who grew up into the boss you just killed for, like, half yeah. an hour, you know? It's, it's, a, it's like, a lot of tonal whiplash, and it sort of becomes his style in a way, you know? I'm I'm not totally sold on the whole. Oh, that's Kojima. It's fine because sometimes I feel like it's a little too much, you know. Especially in like four, for example. But um, yeah, it, it it's it, five is weird that way because I was really interested to see where the story goes, and then it takes a while to have it continue, and you're like, like you said, off in the desert for like a few hours and such. You my know? absolute favorite. I just want to point out my absolute favorite part of. They're not listening anyway, so it's great. The people who <laughs> in chat who are like, I'm muted. You're never going to fuck the play of the game. And if you want to play the game, you already would have gotten it. You fucking nerd. All right. That's not true. Un- it just came out. Oh, Jesse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that game's $60. Totally Come on. Fucking nerds. <laughs> fucking like, ooh, my anger is so up. I'm gonna. I'm so mad at a series I've never played before. Fucking I'm just going to. I'm going to write down. They haven't played the series. They just haven't played the most recent one. You need to chill. No, nope, they cool aren't going to play it. They aren't going to play it. They're not. I'm, 90% of those cool people it. aren't going to play it. Cool it. I, I'm going to write down a spoiler and show it on camera. Just, no, Please do. Please <laughs> troll these Don't. Pictures. Slow beef, no. <laughs> Slow beef. Beef. All right, Slow all down. Right. Slow down, okay. beef. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, any rate. Uh, what were we talking about? Metal Gear? It's um, it's awesome. Uh, no, it's, it is weird. Like and like I say, it seems to diverge the, the longer the games go on. Because even Psycho Mantis was like based on a thing. Back in the day, like during the Cold War, like Russia, act- and they mentioned it in the game too, and it is a real thing that like Russia spent a lot of money on like psychic research and stuff to like sort of get an edge on espionage. And in real life, of course, it went nowhere, but in Metal Gear World, hey, they found one, you know. And then, yeah, then you have the vampire, and then you have like Snake Eater, which is, I think, I still say best in show as far as the entire Metal Gear series. Like, just story wise, everything. I love Snake Eater. But, um, yeah, and then four was kind of the disappointing i could go the movie one yeah exactly right where you have like a whole set piece and level and you do like one thing in it and then it's like two hours worth of cutscene. right that was like the first metal gear where like i had to like just pause the cutscene to go do stuff it was like i don't have time for this ending i have to like go like pick up my wife or something you know what i mean like it was just a lot i'm uh i'm liking five a lot um except some of the some of the missions are really hard and it take there's like the checkpoints are kind of wonky. So sometimes like you'll spend half an hour infiltrating a base, die near the end and have to just do the whole thing over again. Yes. 
Yes. And I That's can't stand in the ass. And sometimes too, like, uh, all right, one mission, like you'd have to like destroy a tank, let's say. And I got through the one part and I got a checkpoint near the tank. And when it started me, I was right on the road, even though I wasn't there before in front of the moving tank, like about to run me over. And it gives me the like a little like you've been alert, like alerted, like slow motion kind of thing. And it's like, well, no shit. You put me right in front of a tank. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know like any rhyme or reason to it. It's like if I had one complaint, I'd say that well, I have a couple. But like I would say the checkpoint system could definitely have used a little work. One of, the, one of the best things, though, is that the game gives you a way to complete missions, but you don't ever need to do it that way. And the perfect mm -hmm. example is there's one mission where it was they have a hostage. We need to go save this guy. He's very important to us. But he's being driven out of the camp. So what you need to do is go infiltrate the camp and then follow them to the next camp so you can stop them along the way. Yep. All I did was as I ran up with, with a sniper rifle and then took every, the driver out of the car and <laughs> all the guys were like, oh, and they're looking around looking for me. And then I went up and murdered everyone, got the guy, left the area. And, it, and I was like, it, it, like all of a sudden, all these things started flashing. I was like, Wait, did I break the game? What happened? And I literally just walked out of the area, called in a helicopter, and it was like, S ranking. I was like, I did nothing. <laughs> I think I just broke your game. And I, yeah, you basically just can cheat your way to victories if you know how to cheat your way to victories. I it's, was like, that, that reminds me uh, of a lot of uh, some of the things that happen in uh, the original Deus Ex. If you do exactly what the game tells you to do, you miss out on a bunch of solutions. Mm -hmm. that uh, you know and things that aren't the game explicitly tells you uh, this deus ex is like 15 years old you know this is a spoiler whatever the game tells you uh, your brother specifically tells you to leave him and go and the game keep tell keeps telling you to do that get out of the hotel you know escape you know and he basically sacrificed himself for you except you don't in any way have to do that like, you can mm -hmm. just completely ignore what the game tells you, what he tells you, and go and fucking kill everybody. Like, defend defend the hotel. It's pretty difficult, but you can do it. And if you do, he lives, you know? And there's a whole, you know, he is an, a character for the rest of the game and, you know, all sorts of things like that. And I love it when games do that, when it's, it's a case of we're going to see how creative you are. We're going <gasps> to see how good you are at following instructions and more accurately how good you are at not following instructions. And just like seeing an objective and figuring your way to do it, which seems awesome. I love that. There, there's a lot of creative things the game lets you do too. And since we're not doing spoilers, I'll dance around this. But the like, there's a boss fight in the game with a sniper. Uh, how do I dance around this? Her name is Can not. You say quiet. there's a boss fight. There's a it's boss not fight with quiet. a sniper. Um, but all right. Anyway, yeah, there's a boss fight with a sniper. Um, all right, exactly. And uh, she's not wearing a bikini or anything like that. No, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, but you can it's like fine. totally it's have the screen now. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, you can totally do the whole sniper duel the game wants you to do or sneak up. But like, I called an airstrike on her because I really wasn't good at this fight at all. And uh, a couple people figured out you can actually have supply drops land on her head. And these crates just sink down with parachutes and just bonk her over and over. And her little meter just goes down. And you can totally win the fight that way. That's amazing. There's, it's, you know what it is? If you drop the stealth and just say, fuck it, I'm doing what I want, you know? It, the game gets a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you're just sitting there crawling for, like, hours or whatever. But, like, if you're just like, fuck it. My friend uh, Ty does this thing where he does a dunk percent run where he just runs at guys and hits the CQC button, which like makes, makes you grab enemies by the head and just slam them. 
and he calls it dunking, and he just does entire missions just doing that to all the guards and stuff. It's awesome. That I, that would be how I would play it, no doubt. Like the, yeah. I'm terrible at stealth games. You know, only uh, it's the reason I only played Metal Gear Rising because like fuck stealth. You know, I just want to mm -hmm. kill people. It, it does seem like the game will let you do that. It, it, have you run across a point where? you absolutely, positively, 100% have to do stealth. No. Does that exist? Uh, the very beginning. Uh, I mean, well, the yeah, beginning, that, that, yeah, the intro's fucking awful. Yeah, ignore that. And what, what about the rest of the game? There's a couple missions, I feel like, where they're about to kill somebody if you get alerted, so it kind of behooves you to at least get in closer before you do your, like, Rambo moves and such, you know? But most of the missions, I can't think of one where you, like need to get in and out without ever being caught you know right okay there's probably one but i can't think mm -hmm. of it you know i'm finding the combat is actually kind of like there's boss fights and again i won't mention like but like one yesterday i got really frustrated with because i don't know i didn't build up my weapons and do the whole like mother base development thing like i wanted to get what? more into the I know. I, oh. I, I'm a, I'm a father gotta now. Do those side I side missions, bro. Got to do those I side can't. missions. I gotta like rush through the game as much as I can, but they won't let me, so I have to do a little of it. But like, I had like all crappy weapons built up, so I was like doing no damage to the boss, and it was like regenerating health, and it was like, oh, I hate this, you know? Because usually the boss fights in Kojima games tend to be very creative, and they have like kind of cool things around them. But like, one in particular there was just more of a slog. I felt, you know. So, he's only at mission 29, if anyone's curious. But. All right. Mm. Well, we need to stop talking about this game before Dodger literally just starts only communicating through chat emojis. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured yeah. out. Oh, can we take down the spoiler alert? Yes. I'd rather yeah. we don't. <laughs> okay. Is it down? Yes. I figured out what the door game is. I was telling chat. That's why I was in chat originally. I figured out what the door game is. It's called To Leave, okay. and it's by Freaky Creations. Um, and you we crashed, crashed the website their site. immediately. Sorry, if I correctly. but it's a really, really cool game, and the animation is really cool. And you should check it out when the when the site isn't crashed. <laughs> Great. But I'm glad. I'm glad we found it. I was so glad. I was like, "What is good?" Uh, so glad. People kept that that people kept happens. throwing. Wow, Jesse. Some people wanted to know what the door game was. So cool your salt. Nobody on this panel. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> to <Just> leave. Hashtag <laughs> truth. Hashtag truth bomb. Let's get that trending. Can and I sell you on a in chat knows? Can I sell you on a game I've been playing? Or a sure. demo, I should say, that comes Absolutely. out in a couple days. It's called The Undertale. Okay. Uh all right. It's kind of this indie RPG. It's like a bit of an earthbound like. Um it's cutesy. You're like, I don't usually go in for cutesy stuff, but like you're a kid who falls down this crack in the ground and you find yourself in like this underworld and the fight, the fights in the game, like the monsters are kind of cute. Like there's like a little like turnip that's like with an angry face that tells you like, make sure you eat your vegetables. And whenever you get attacked, the way the combat system works is you get a little miniature bullet hell shoot em up kind of game. So okay. they go to attack you and you get a dot and they're like, like the vegetable person will like throw veg vegetables at you and you have to dodge them. And however many times you get hit, take like the damage you take, it's, you know, et cetera. And you get to hit back. So um, they do this really clever thing. And I have to spoil the demo a little because it's, I mean, it's just the demo. Um, so to, there's multiple endings in the demo and to get the good ending isn't really obvious. Right. And it, 
so you'll probably get the bad ending first your first time through and it's sad somebody dies you know da 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 and the villain of the game kind of taunts you about it i'm sorry what's that jesse nothing that was just my spoiler finger but it's too late oh. now. <laughs> keep going keep it's going. Not, I, I, keep I'm going being okay but um no so okay so the villain kind of taunts you about it like haha you couldn't even like save her you'll never make it through this world or whatever so it, that was about half hour so like anybody i hit new game and i go for the good ending right I get the good ending, and this the villain goes, no, 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 I know what you did. You played through this before, killed her, and then you wanted to try to go back and fix it, and I'm not letting you do that. The game actually remembers things you've done in previous saves and things like that. That's cool. That's cool. It's cool. like really like screws that. you. And it, check this out, too. The, the manual that comes with the game is an HTML file. It'll modify the manual as you play it. What? Yeah, what? serious. What? That's it's, so cool. Wait, wait what? What does that? Wait, what does that mean though? You know, like, so it comes with an HTML file. You'll open your browser, yeah. game like, like, yeah. like an old right. game manual. As you play the game, it edits that file. To do what? So, so like, so like, you'll have a character say something that they didn't before in the manual, and like, so if you if you're really watching and you look back, you'll see like one character who you thought is good is like now saying like fucked up shit to you, and stuff. It's like. So like I said, it's cutesy kind of on the surface, but there's really dark shit in it that like goes on. I, you know, again, I, I want to be kind of vague because I think it's really cool and I'm interested to see where it goes. That but, That's uh, intriguing. I got to try that. That sounds kind of yeah, great. That sounds super it, cool. It's It comes out, I think, in like three days or so. But um, I love stuff but, that messes with you that way. Oh, you can't believe there's there's like this re there's like really cool shit you can do. There's like again, there's like tons of endings. And the thing I mentioned about getting the bad ending first and then the good ending, they think about it, too, if you do it the other way. So if you delete the game entirely so it has nothing to draw upon, then get the good ending and then the bad ending. Like the villain will say like different things to you based on it. It's cool. like so, so neat. Nice. I have another game. All right. Two. Go for it. All right. Have you ever heard of Gall Shell? How the hell do you uh, even spell that? I, I don't that even know is, what that is. G A L S H E L L S H E L L. Okay. Gal Okay. Yeah. No, right. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so Gal Shell is a body horror based shoot 'em up. Uh, what? it's a comic. It's a comic cat game, meaning like it's free. You know, like they showed at those conventions, uh, where they show shoot 'em up games. Mm -hmm. And basically, Whoa, what the fuck? Yes, uh, <laughs> I streamed this actually, and uh, I have I, to play this game. I Sorry, didn't get continue. Trouble with are, are you no, piloting sure. a shrimp? You are basically like a biomechanical person fused with a biologic sh ship, and you're fighting like kind of aliens, I guess. But uh, as an example, one of the bosses is like a human face with two other faces fused on it, and has like this elephant penis nose thing. Yep. You blow it up, its head comes off, and a topless yep. woman with like a bug head comes out, and it's yep. uncensored, by the way, so be careful if you show any video. Yep. And she like her boobs shoot lasers at you and shit. Yep. And there's like a thing called a boob labyrinth. We called it the boob labyrinth, where it's like just a <laughs> mesh of body parts and tits that are all trying to crush you and grind you. Ah, oh, jerked off to it in like five minutes. No, it's a really good game though. <laughs> I, I I just immediately yep. saw the title screen code. I'm like, whoop! I better move that along. <laughs> if, oh my yeah. god! I want to play that so bad. This looks great. So this looks great. It's really messed up. Uh, uh, this guy yeah, found it. Evidently. I yeah. I I I, I go into. I'm in like a shoot 'em up phase, and my friend was like, "You got to play this one," and I'm like, "Okay, I guess so." And then, 
There you have it. I uh, there was a. I totally forgot about this game. There was another um, sort of like shmup game that I played at PAX. It was called Assault Android Cactus. Oh yes, I, I played that like a year ago. Like a year ago, really? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a development. Game... A, a friend. It's uh, the developer is a friend of a StarCraft two pro gamer. And gotcha. that guy, like, about a year ago, asked, like, can you have a look at this game or whatever? I, I know it's been developed a lot since then. Yeah, it's super fun, I think. Yeah, I got to play it um, and meet the devs, too. They're cool. And, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, like, static. Um, like, you're, you're little android girls, and you get dropped into a It was a, actually a two years location. ago I covered this game. Two was, years ago? Yeah. Dang. I bet it's changed a ton. Since I imagine then. <laughs> it has. Yes. It's assault Android cactus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're little Android girls and you get dropped into like a static location. And then there are just like things that spawn and you have to kill everything that spawns. Um, all of the, they have tons of different Android girls that you can play and they all have different abilities. And uh, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was super fun. Wow, this has been developed a lot since then. Holy shit, this looks a <laughs> lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so like the reason it's called Assault Android Cactus is because the original Android girl that you play as is called Cactus, and all the yeah. other girls are named after different plants, I think. Um Aubergine! Yeah. Okay, can I just say I wanna I wanna toot my own horn here for a sec. I played as Aubergine and they were like Yo, you're you're really good with her, and I was like, "Thank you." And they were like, "No, for real. Like every person who plays Aubergine is terrible with her, and s for some reason, you're really good with her." And I was like, "I'm so rarely told I'm good at games. Thank you. I felt awesome. I was like, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm really good with Aubergine.' It was great. It was a good feeling." Do you know when I we were planning my wedding, um, the wedding planner kind of person showed us like a, a thing that said Aubergine, and I said Aubergine, and he gave me this look and goes, "You mean Aubergine?" So <laughs> I, I I have no, uh, stop. I have to bring it by proxy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aubergine. I, does That's anyone what, ever pronounce that? it that way? No that person did that. that. Uh, I, our wedding guy did. Look. No, Aubergine's a very well-known character. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. Pronunciation. You mean Aubergine? It's per it's purple, Aubergine really, right? English. It's like I think it's just a color, like really, like. But Aubergine. Aubergine. I'm gonna do it from now on. In both the UK and the US, it's the exact same pronunciation. But in France, so... it's Aubergine. So uh, is it? I don't Your fucking know. And you're trying well, to be aggressive. It's open. Look, I haven't, I haven't talked to the guy know. in three years, so fuck I, it. Unless unless say, unless I'm fairly blocking. sure that even in France, it's aubergine. <laughs> aubergine. Almost Look, sure. Look, I'm, I'm from Jersey. We don't know how to be classy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, aubergine is is just an eggplant, right? It's, yeah. 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 We don't even use that word here, but we still pronounce it the same way the UK does. <laughs> yeah. We use it in the UK all the time. It's aubergine. It's always been aubergine. <laughs> this person is talking out their ass. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was deliberately trying to piss you off. That's possible too. I, I think so. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah, that, that would actually be great to be in a job where you are required to be sort of fancy and just come up with shit and see if people 
believe you. <laughs> Try to talk back. Yeah. Like, um. This was like a three-year troll. It's like some he waited somehow until I was on this popular podcast to reveal my ignorance about that word. That's amazing. <laughs> He's playing yep. the long con. There you go, long wedding con, planner yeah. guy. To be fair, I mean you presented it as a goof. So Right. It all it all worked together to become one one big goof that we could Google together. Exactly. Just a race. I think he was right. Of us. I'm on his side. Aubergine. No, <laughs> not at all. Overjohn, you're all wrong. Over you're John. all wrong. You're all wrong. And plebs <laughs> for believing otherwise. I used to In pronounce Rome, plebs as plebs because it's yeah. Because... And then you learned. Then you learned you were wrong. Just like Aubergine, you learned you were wrong. <laughs> well, it's I thought that I thought I'm gonna so hang on a second. I'm gonna send you a gif thought... of the there color. There's historical of basis for this. I thought. <laughs> what? Oh, don't. Huh? <laughs> That's, it's thought, never going to be called that, no matter how much the creator wants yeah. it to be. He's just going to let that go. My Aubergine GIF is, is going to be great, and you guys are going to be super jelly. Uh, my Maymays and my dog E. Of course. Because <laughs> I thought that plebeian was pronounced plebeian, so I called them plebes. I I never knew, so I just avoid the word altogether. <laughs> You're like, oh, He's a good job, but, yeah. Well, once you go over three syllables, forget it. I'm done. You know? <laughs> Just fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> it's all a bunch of curse words, and that's it. <laughs> all right. What has everyone else been playing this week? I mean, You're I've the got only a couple. one who hasn't contributed, um, TB. What have you been playing this week? This uh, week? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, still playing Mad Max at the moment. Um, I'm surprised since... I don't know. It feels like every time you've talked about Mad Max, you've been like, I mean, it's all right. You go around a desert and you do whatever. It's yeah, okay. I, I still kind of believe that. It's all right. You know, it's but it's not. You're enjoying it game. enough to keep playing it. Well, I, I'm a sucker for car combat, right? and there's not <laughs> anywhere near enough of that in video games. So any game that actually caters to my particular interest there, I'll probably tolerate more than otherwise. You know, I used to be a huge fan of Vigilante Eight Second Defense on Dreamcast, which I, I recall, that was one of the first times I ever recall getting super mad at a score in a magazine. <laughs> and like, I, I'd like to feel like I've grown out of that now, but there's a couple of couple of little moments that I still get a little bit upset about. One is God Hand from IGN, 3 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Fuck IGN. And the other one was Vigilante 8 Second Defense, also got 3 out of 10 in, I think, official Dreamcast magazine or something along those lines. And, you know, I bought that fucking game anyway, and I had a blast with it. That game's amazing. I got every car upgraded to maximum. It's incredible. If you've never played Vigilante 8, it's a car combat game with a sort of 70s disco theme to it, but also a bit of sci-fi in it. Almost okay. all the music is like weird funk and disco tracks. And mm. all of the characters are very, very much larger than life, and they all have custom attacks. One of them drives, drives like a... Uh, a bug, you know, the bug car, uh, the Volks Volkswagen Beetle. And mm -hmm. in the back of it, her ultimate attack is a disco ball floats out of the top of the vehicle and then shoots fucking laser beams at everybody. <laughs> and that's not as ridiculous as it gets because the level design is really awesome. The level design is very interactive and there's a bunch of weird events that happen all over the levels. The sort of design is sort of an open, a really open arena. 
and there's all sorts of really weird hidden things you can find in events that happen. Like, there's one way you're fighting over, it's sort of like a, a kind of rocky desert area, and there's like a, there's a, like, drive-in movie theater, and like a gas station, and things like that. And of course, you can do stuff like blow up the gas station, which is kind of cool. But you can, <laughs> but what, what can also happen sometimes is an asteroid fucking lands in the middle of the level and causes a huge crater. This what? doesn't happen all the time, I don't believe. And then you, you go up to the crater and it's full of giant ants, which then come and try and murder you. And Are you talking about right, the yeah. PlayStation game? Uh, Vigilante no, was on PlayStation. Um, oh, I, th I thought you meant Twisted Metal by the PlayStation game. But... No, it, 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 obviously Twisted Metal exists as well, but Vigilante sure, yeah. 8, uh, there were two versions of it. it was Vigilante, actually, there's three, because I think they did some like weird uh, Xbox Arcade reboot of it. But yeah, Vigilante 8 and Vigilante 8 Second Defense. Vigilante 8 was definitely on PS1. Second Offense might have been as well, but I played the Dreamcast version of it, which was a lot better. And it's it's insane. Like, there's a level where you can do ski jumping in your cars <laughs> for some reason. There's a level where you can go to space by driving your car into a rocket. Of course. Inside the of rocket, course. and then the rocket goes into space, and then it drops you from space. And there's pickups in space that you can get. Of course. Wow. It's, it's fucking bonkers. It... And it's awesome. It's really great. So uh, one of the really cool things about it was uh, the weapons weren't just... You picked up weapons and they attached themselves to your car and you can have up to three at any time. But it wasn't just a case of, oh, well, just fire the weapon. No, the weapons had combos. So you actually had fighting game moves that you put in to make the weapon do different things. Like, if I recall correctly, one of them was a mortar and you could go... You hit a down, down, up, shoot. And it would fire like a... Like a super mortar or like a burst of like three rounds that would use more ammunition. And I think all of the weapons had three different special attacks each that all required like button movements to use. And it was really fucking cool. And the physics engine was insane. It was completely, it made no sense. It, I mean, you could get little, uh, you could replace your wheels with hover things or skis, by the way. And then your car would just be bouncing around everywhere. <laughs> there, were, there were times when your car got hit so, so fucking hard. Like, because maybe a car was going at 500 miles an hour, hits your car, and you just basically fly off the map at that point into the sky. Can you, could you build a car that just wouldn't work? You, no, <laughs> uh, they, they would all work in some way, because uh, you had like, there were like, something like 10 vehicles, and you could level them up, and if you leveled them up to maximum, they got their ultimate form, which looked oh like completely God. different. Guys, it was wouldn't really, that be really just the best car racing game where you could build cars it would basically be like kerbal space program meets car racing where you just like you build a car and you have no idea whether or not it's even gonna work and then you just race it and sometimes it just doesn't like it just <laughs> i am doing that registering that kickstarter right now i would play the shit out of that game <laughs> <laughs> You could make crazy dick cars, and then they would just wouldn't work, and they'd blow up halfway through the race because they overheated. So basically, Besiege oh. kind of crossed with Kerbal Space Program in a racing game. Oh, a bit Gary's mod in there, I suppose. Oh, Someone just mentioned, isn't that Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts? It's like, it kind of is, actually, except without the dicks. <laughs> no dicks. <laughs> it could be total YouTuber bait, right? You just have yeah. some downhill race kind of thing, and you build, like, crazy cars, and yeah, boom. Instant million. There it is. Bang. Get on it, I'll play beef. That. You got yeah. it. Absolutely. Yes. So I, that's why I love car, I love car combat, you know. And anyway, back to, back to Mad Max. The best bits of Mad Max are car, car combat. No doubt about that. Uh, 
the whole game is essentially built around you upgrading your vehicle, which starts as little more than a pair of wheels and a frame, uh, that is called the Magnum Opus. And the mechanic that you meet very early on, it's his, it's his vehicle, and you essentially convince him to help you. And he starts viewing you in kind of a religious fashion. He views cars in a religious fashion as well. So mm. he's talking about, you know, the, the holy upgrades and all this sort of thing. And you upgrade your car, like, cosmetically and in terms of, like, performance. And I think the whole plot of the game is you're supposed to get a V8 engine from a place called Gastown, which is heavily guarded. But in order to get there, you need your car to be good enough to break through various checkpoints and barriers and, like, Most not explode immediately. The, yes, <laughs> holy, the holy car. And I, I, all that stuff's pretty good. Sorry, uh, slow beef. Go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna interject. I love the way things are named in Mad Max, like Bullet Town and Gasville and what have you. You know, it's just wonderful. The dog's called the Dinky D. <laughs> of course, it which is. is wonderful. And uh, you can find dog food which you can eat, and it's Dinky D dog food. Like, <laughs> and and that's interesting because, like, on a law uh, from a law standpoint, like with Mad Max. Like, obviously, it's very post-apocalyptic, and there's a lot of, like, new language that's come out of that because people have forgotten how to speak properly and so forth. And you have to right. wonder, is that... Are they referring it to it as a Dinky D? Because they literally don't know the word dog anymore, and the but they saw a picture on the dog food that said Dinky D, so they thought it was a Dinky D. Oh, puppy! Because I thought that w- that's Aww, actually dinky. kind of awesome, like, if that's how... If that's actually the law justification for that. <laughs> I think that's really cool. There's something in the movie too. I think they call it gasoline, and I don't know if that's yeah, just yeah, gasoline's in Mad Max as well. Yeah, is that just gasoline, or is that like a new thing? I, I think it's just nope. gasoline. Just I haven't gas, watched right? Fury Road oh. yet, and I do, I do mean to. It's actually you can rent it now, so oh, I should probably watch so it tonight good. or something because so I'm told it's amazing. I missed it at the cinema. I really Ugh, regret that. I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's referred to as gasoline a couple of times in the Mad Max game, although the game really kind of just refers to it as fuel most of the time I but see. when it's referred to in cutscenes, they'll occasionally cause uh, call it that um and you know there's also there's all sorts of like weird very literal names for things which i think is really cool generally like gas town yeah i mean gas town of course you know and all that sort of thing you know the jaw is the, the and it's like all right well that's just a, a metaphor no it's literally this giant metal jaw that's blocking away <laughs> and all that kind of thing but yeah, so the car combat is easily the best bit of the game, and thankfully there's a good amount of it because you have to drive from place to place, and you generally you'll run into like convoys which you can attack, which are generally pretty hard, like because there's a bunch of armored vehicles and stuff, and you have to work out, you know, kind of picket them, uh, you know, get rid of one guy at a time, and be careful not to engage too many. The, 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 you run across regular people driving all the time who will almost always try and murder you. And the way that you can do that is usually you can ram them to death, you get a harpoon really early on. So you can pull pieces of the car off or you can pull the driver out of the vehicle, which is the most effective way of killing the basic dudes. And every time you go into car combat, when you go to either like use your shotgun, which you can kind of lean out the window and shoot like a fuel canister or a tire out or anything like that, or use your harpoon or anything, the game slows down to let you do that aim because obviously it would be basically impossible at that speed to hit anything. So it kind of goes into bullet time whenever you do that and you can target different parts of the vehicle. And some of the armored ones yeah. particularly interesting because you've got to start to pull the armor off in different places and then eventually pull the door off so you can shoot at the guy inside and all that sort of thing. 
that's really good. Like, I love the the physics engine is uh, feels really arcadey. Like the cars slide around everywhere, and they're not afraid of having the cars fly through the air and roll fifty fucking times. Uh, the the damage modeling is really good. The explosions are really satisfying. It helps that the game looks incredible, and that's you know, I, that's I, the best bit I, of it. I think you sold me on it. I was I, okay. I, I, can I ruin it for you now? <laughs> ah, bye. No, okay, man. so <laughs> all all of, all of that stuff's really really great. But you know how in Batman Arkham Knight, people were like, I fucking love this game except the Batmobile. Oh, I know. In this game, gonna... it's like, I fucking yeah, love this game until I have to get out of the Maxmobile. Mm hmm. Because, the, and just like Arkham Knight, which forces you to use it in a lot of situations, this forces you to get out because uh, there are outposts everywhere. And generally speaking, you have to disable the defenses of the outpost. And that's actually pretty fun because the, the higher level the outpost, the more shit they get. So you can't mm. just get in the door because there's fucking flamethrowers covering the front door. So you'll instantly die. There's snipers up here. There's guys firing rockets. So it's like, I've got to find the fuel canister that's uh, powering the flamethrowers and take that out. And then I've got to kill the snipers. Or maybe I've got to like pull the hinges off the door and then pull off the door or ram through it or blow it up with explosives, depending on the kind of gate it is. This is all cool. Then you've got to get out of your car. And you've got to go clear it out on foot. Mm. And that bit is quite lengthy and not that interesting. Because what they've given you is a, a very basic Arkham-style combat system that doesn't progress really in any way. You know, you know, especially like Arkham Asylum, you eventually get gadgets and different combos and things which make the combat more interesting. Mm-hmm. In this, like, they kind of start you off with most of the stuff and never really go further than that. They'll, they'll give you a little upgrades, like uh, fist damage and better parries, and occasionally give you, like, oh, here's a move. You can, like, charge and shoulder bash somebody. Or there's an, like, in this particular situation, you can instantly kill someone with a shotgun or whatever. But mostly it is about hitting and blocking. Hitting and blocking over and over and over again. It almost sounds like one of those designed by committee things because it's it's Warner Brothers too, right? It's Warner Brothers published. It's by Avalanche, the guys that made Just uh, okay. Cause too. Yeah, I almost feel like Warner Brothers was kind of like, look, we got the Mad Max title or whatever. Let's uh, let's make something kind of like that. We have to have it open world. We have to have it like a fighting system, kind of like Ark. You know what I mean? One of those type of deals. It's yeah. I mean, I describe it as open world game, the open world game, because it takes every <laughs> open world game box that that pretty much exists. Like you've got to have these kind of collectibles. You've got to have multiple types of progression systems, which it does. Uh, you've mm -hmm. got to have outposts you can capture. There's a couple of interesting things in there though, like that that are not maybe out of the ordinary. And weirdly enough, a lot of that stuff, which takes quite a while to get, actually solves all of the problems I've got with it. For instance. You can find places on the map that have scrap. Scrap is one of the main currencies of the game. You get scrap. Scrap pays for almost all of the upgrades in the game. So you're like, oh, I'm going to go get this scrap. So I, it's like, I'm going to go get this. And you go to the scrap area. You eventually find... Thankfully, it tells you when you've fully looted an area, which is lovely. That Every game needs that. Mm -hmm. And it tells you how much, many scrap piles there are. And you can come out of that scrap area after 10 minutes with, like, fucking 30 scrap, which is nothing. Like, that's nothing. And... It gets even worse when you destroy vehicles because you think, oh, I destroyed a vehicle, so there's got to be plenty of scrap on that. There's barely any. Like, it's it's worthless. But, and this is maybe the point that I, I know some reviewers definitely missed because they probably didn't play long enough. You can get upgrades for your strongholds, which are like the scrap crew. And the scrap crew will go and collect scrap for you while you're not playing the game. 
And there's another one, which is like a, a salvage crew. Any vehicle you destroy in the sphere of influence of that stronghold, a scrap crew will come out and will collect, uh, basically earn you scrap based on how many vehicles you've killed in that area. Which is worth a shitload more than picking the stuff up. I see. So you can build these projects by finding the, the parts for them. It, Once it you do like that... It sounds like it's taken a bit from, like, Sakura Clicker there, where it just keeps building on itself. See how yeah, it the offline stuff is, is really yeah, a little no. bit odd in that respect. Like, um, even when you when you get outposts, like, every hour or so, it'll, like, the people at this outpost have delivered you some scrap. And there's, mm -hmm. there are some good ways of getting a lot of scrap, which are actually pretty cool. There's a, there's called the, I think they're called the scrapulences or something like that. They're, they're basically just trucks with a bunch of scrap, like scrap ambulance or whatever. If you right. take them over and you drive them back to a stronghold, you get a bunch of scrap. And that's quite dangerous because they handle like a fucking block of steel on a ski and they're really easy to blow up. So you've got to, you don't get to drive your custom car when you're doing that. So it's very dangerous, but it's worth it. And you can also go into like, there are storms that happen, like big weather effects, like a dust storm or a lightning storm. And the game tells you, don't fucking go in there. But mm -hmm. if you listen to what your um, sidekick tells you, he'll eventually like tell you, you know, I've heard rumors that there's like some really valuable shit in these things. And you think, well, how does that happen? Well, there are these mega like chests that you can find in the storms. And the, the idea is that they're blown around by the storm or whatever. They're carried along with the storm. They're called mother loots. And you can go into these storms. It's very risky because you can get killed by lightning and you take constant damage and stuff like that it looks amazing by the way like the weather effects are incredible in that game and you can mm. you can pull these out with your um harpoon and loot them and they have a shitload of scrap in them but if you don't know about that sort of stuff it's very easy to look at that game and say the progression in this game is fucking snail's pace and it doesn't reward you at all for any of these activities it's just like it takes a bit of time to actually give you the stuff that you need to really do that um, I think, like, if they gave it to you much earlier in the game... I mean, maybe I could have got it earlier, because you can... If you go to the, the project in your outpost, and you, you can hold down the button, and it'll mark on the map the next piece that you need to find. So if you wanted to, and in fact, I'd recommend this, as soon as you get that project, go and find it immediately. And it makes the game a shitload better, because you're getting upgrades on a more regular basis. You don't really need to worry about going into those little scrap areas to get, like, fucking seven scrap or some bullshit. And you do get rewarded for then killing vehicles, but it mm -hmm. it just takes a while to get to that point. So I think a lot of people like get sick of it before then. I'm I'm reading some Steam reviews about it actually, just to see if they agree with you. And yeah, mostly for them. No, um, and I, somebody's really pissed off because apparently it butchered the story and character of Max. So that's the only really negative review I found here. Mm. But I never actually called Max though, right? Yeah, I it, No, his name is his name isn't it like Max Rockinkowski or something like that? It, it is that you are playing, I believe, Max oh. in the game. Like I go I to I'm pretty sure that's sort one of the menu ambiguous. options. Because they ne they never name him, at least at this point in the game. Like it, you're referred to as like the saint by your sidekick and piece of shit they, by everybody else. But Yeah, they make a deal out of it in Fury Road, like he purposely won't tell people his name, you know, but mm. you know. I yeah. mean it's in the title, it's not like you don't know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's been so long since I watched the original Mad Max. I really should probably just go back and watch like all the Mad Maxes again, uh, just right. to, to get get an idea of what's going on. Not but... all of them. There's okay. Not all. Two is not great, is it? Um, I, look, I'm not a fan of of 
beyond Thunderdome. As much as I want to hear like, who runs Barter Town? Master <laughs> Blaster. I'm going to pass on that entire movie. Yeah, but he is called Max in the menu, so I guess he, he is Max there. But like my impression of it was that like the, the, the Mad Max films, like they just kept fucking with it. Like it, th there was like the, the continuity is kind of loose. I, I think the first one, if I remember, this is going back some time, wasn't quite as post-apocalyptic as the other two films. Mm. Like, that one, there's still kind of a society, like, it's, as we know it. It's like a revenge movie, kind of. It's almost like, yeah, the plot of the first one is basically, like, the world kind of just ended, but Mad Max is a cop who's trying to hold it together. Like, that's the plot. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, shit yeah, goes yeah. down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in this he case, then that's thus becomes mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's he's normal Max in the first one for, yeah. the, for a bit. Yeah. Is, is he mad or did the world around him go mad? That's the question, man. That's the question of the entire series. Mm -hmm. so End of podcast. No. Both? Yeah. End of podcast I would, credits. I would, credit. I would argue both. I, I will definitely say the plot for this game is essentially non existent, like for the most part. It does have a few interesting characters, though. I think that. Yeah, while the story is just like, it's basically, I want to get here. This is how I manage that. And th there don't appear to at least be many twists or anything for what I can tell. I still think the characters are pretty cool. They're almost all reprehensible in, a, in, in the kind of way that you would expect out of a kind of post-apocalyptic sort of situation. Like, not, not to spoil anything, I'll kind of talk around it. But one of the people that you have to work with is a slaver. Like, and... You have to work with him anyway, because you, I don't know, maybe, maybe you get to like take revenge on him later on or whatever, but so far anyway, it's like, you've got to work with this guy, you know, never deal with it. the case in like the Mad Max franchise. Like they're really brutal when it comes to post-apocalypse mm -hmm. stuff. Like most of the yeah. time in Mad Max, it's like, yeah, no shit like this happens all the time. Like, I mean, but, no spoilers. But you've got your road, own shit that's to like, take care of, and you can't yeah. save everybody, so well, move that, on. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the themes of a lot of post-apocalyptic media, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. look, shit goes down, and most of the characters are like, I gotta worry about myself, I can't worry about anyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's totally Max, like, later on, oh, yeah, yeah. after, like, doing three and beyond, it's just, yeah, doing yeah. what I have to do to survive, forget being the good guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, so, you know, it's not much of a story, shit. but... It's, I can see why the, the, I can see the disparity between like the critical reviews and the people that are playing it on Steam because it does tick a lot of the boxes that people really like about open world games. And it does a few little different things from time to time. Like the, the car combat in particular is something I've not really seen in an open world game at all, honestly. Like vehicles in most open world games are just a way to get from A to B. But a mm -hmm. vehicle in this game is an essential part of the, not only the story, but also of the game mechanics and constantly upgrading that and getting new ways to fight in your car is is integral to how you progress. And that, I dig that a lot. That resonates a lot with me. And it, does, it doesn't uh, hurt that the game looks gorgeous and runs fucking amazingly. Apparently on PS4 it sucks, but on PC it runs incredibly good. Like on almost any system as well. Like on even, the, even a lower end system, it scales really well. So, huh. yeah, I think... It's it's pretty good. Like it's definitely got a shit ton of annoyances. I could go on for an hour about them, and I probably will eventually. But it's it's definitely not a bad game by any stretch. You know? It seems like you're enjoying it. Yeah, mostly despite despite the flaws. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like go here, get this, go back. But I, I, still I think love the car combat. 
you've done, I think, more selling, at least to me, than unselling it personally. So I feel like I want to give it a whack now. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on your tolerance for busy work, I suppose, like side objectives and things like that, because the game is just loaded with them. I have a very high tolerance for that kind of thing. Then if, you'll I, probably I, love it then. Yeah. Once you put like operations in a list, I kind of have to just go through them. Basically. Oh, you've got plenty to do then. Yeah. If, you, if you're that sort yeah. of person, you certainly, if you're kind of completionist, there's a lot of stuff to do in that game. But of course, mm -hmm. like a lot of people like this is pointless. What the hell? You know, this is just wasting my time. This is not like quality content, I'm, but I'm like totally into side quests as long as your actual goal isn't muddy. Like I hate, in, in the Batman games, that's what I always hated about, like, the open world aspect of the Batman games, is that I would, it wasn't constantly on my mind what I was supposed to be doing, like, what was the most important thing, because I was like, but there's a person screaming over there, you should probably check it out, and I'm like, there's, okay, fine, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know, I prefer games where they're like, here's the major goal all of the side quests are attached to that major goal like yeah Inquisition probably like mad max interesting then. take on that because yeah, 3, pretty definitely. much every single side quest in that game is all about making your car as good as it can be and the plot is if your car's not good enough you're never going to get where you want to go right, right. so you know everything you do in that game leads you towards that Phantom Pain has an interesting way of doing it where every mission has one major, one or two major objectives that you must do to succeed, but then the other four are hidden and you mm -hmm. kind of like mm -hmm. uncover them by exploring and things like that, but it never tells you what it is till you've completed it. Right. Yeah, and if you complete it and you didn't do those, it's like, hey, if you want to go back and do those, here's exactly what they were. Don't be a dum-dum, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, I think Mad Max is pretty good. You know, if if you're the kind of person that could tolerate the, the kind of open world stuff, that's that's what it is. You know, open world game, the open world game. <laughs> it has no radio towers, but it has hot air balloons, which are arguably worse. <laughs> that very slowly ascend, and once you get to the top, it shows you all the stuff around you. I'm like, god damn it! <laughs> wow, balloons, and it came out the same day as Metal Gear. This is indeed. So weird. <laughs> It's almost the same game. Absolutely. Really. No doubt. Such a ballsy move. Our balloon yeah. game's much better. Fuck the team and release it. <laughs> Less fire whales in Mad Max, I gotta say. You, you haven't, haven't beaten it yet. yet. You don't yeah. know. I don't know you yet. Don't know. It, it might happen. The ending it, could be all fire whales. It, it's entirely <laughs> possible. Amazing, all actually. fire whales. Unlockable, drivable we need, we need fire that whale. In every game. That would be you wonderful. You have to ride your car on for, hop from fire whale to fire whale. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great fucking game. That might be at the end of Phantom Pain. I haven't finished it yet. Who probably knows? is. I, th that was probably the true ending that they cut out because of budget constraints. <laughs> All right. We are going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the news, which is happening. So you're watching the Corruptional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. All right. So... Sorry, you guys managed to dodge me waxing lyrical about fucking Puzzlecraft 2, which just came out on iOS. I have been <laughs> farming the shit out of that game. In a literal sense. I have been collecting chickens and carrots and lots and lots of wheat and unlocking new strains of grass. <laughs> it's been the really The Dodger exciting. literally just tried to, like, hold in the yawn. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yawn, not, not yawning, not yawning. It is the subtle way to get rid of a yawn when you beat yourself. Oh, yeah, not yawning. 
we're not going to read that. We're not going to justify what you just did. <laughs> so we could hey, explain what I'm going to do. But I haven't played it yet, so I can't really say anything. But next week, I'll probably give you the lowdown on Mario Maker. I mean, mm -hmm. look, I've been watching the completionist overly play this game for the last two months. And holy shit, it looks like a ton of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. So I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. So we'll see what happens with Mario Maker. But Oh, you haven't played it, it yet? No, I literally just got uh, it. It's still sealed. It's so fun. That game is really fun. Yeah, so I'm thrilled Mario. to play it. But I've seen... I, the one thing I'm a little disappointed in is the stuff they left out. Okay, they included a lot of cool stuff. things, but they left out, like... The only maps you can make are left-to-right maps. There's a lot of things from Mario 3 that left out, which, by the way, we have confirmation... Mario 3 was a play. That's my favorite news bit today. Confirmed. What? Confirmed. Well, didn't I mean, Mar didn't you know that from the title screen? I was well, going to say. It's, all, it's always been a theory that, that it was, it's always been a theory that because the title screen has the like curtains opening, that it was a play. Well, it's been confirmed that it is in fact a play. So no! Mario, yes. Mario 2 is <laughs> no! a dream. No! Mario 3 is a play. Which I think ah! is hilarious. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so your life is now a lie. Everything I've seen in this game has been ridiculous and hilarious, and things you can do in it are really funny. And the maps that people have made are amazing. And so, I I want I, in. I want in. I feel like it was a really smart business move on Nintendo's part to see like all the Kaizo Mario and like ROM hack kind of things and say like, mm -hmm. yeah. there's obviously a market for this. So let's give you the power to do even more with it. Make an official game with even more tool sets, easier to use things, easy to share, all it's that really stuff. It's really charming know? too. The way that you like build levels, like with the little hand and stuff. I think mm -hmm. they did it right. They chose the, the right best part are the it. hidden things. There are hidden things throughout the game that are old callbacks to old Nintendo properties. And the best one, hands down, is um, the fly swatting game from, uh, <laughs> oh my God, what is that thing called? Mario Paint. Mario yeah, Paint, Mario excuse Paint. me. Mario, Mario Paint. The, Mario the like, fly swatting game, it's in this. And it randomly just, like a fly will buzz around your screen. And if you whack it, you get take it, you get, like you're in the game. The little things they added to this are so phenomenal. You're just like, God damn it, Nintendo. Like, come up with new things, and you might actually be amazing. I love you. This is... Ugh. Yeah, no. definitely. Okay, I'm sorry. Dodge you. I was just, just going to say, uh, if you're interested in seeing a lot of really, really cool stuff about this game and what the game is like, you should watch Gerard's video on it. YouTube.com slash ThatOneVideoGamer. He spent so long playing this game. And putting this video together, he found so many hidden things. It's awesome. So the most horrifying thing is tall, skinny Mario. Holy <laughs> shit! It's it's like the 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 worst thing you've ever seen. He's like lanky and he's like blah, blah. it's like slender Mario. It's creepy as shit. You're like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> However, uh -huh. all right, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. It wouldn't be Nintendo if they didn't fuck everything up. So, what did they fuck up? Well. Is, there's actually two things they've been the fucking up. The game literally up. came out. I'm very interested in oh, this. They well, they, they've up. been fucking up two things. Okay, so so the perhaps the less important one, because we've kind of already talked about it, is of course the fact that, oh, if you put your Mario Maker stuff on YouTube, guess who's taking the ad revenue? Nintendo. They are actually, content ID matching as much as possible. Here's an interesting thing. Um, a lot of the people that were complaining 
were people that broke NDA to begin with. Uh, a lot oh, of people wow. who post their videos, uh, basically one, either one stole Gerard's video from the website, like, because you can upload your map, stole Gerard's map, and then put it out. So then Gerard was like, no, no, no. So he went after people. Then Nintendo went after people because, like, everyone broke NDA. The game's been literally been out for, like, a month and a half. And people mm -hmm. have been, like, super breaking NDA because the game didn't release, but everyone's had it and because they're trying to make maps before it comes out. Mm -hmm. So literally, it's all over the place. However, if in the last 24 hours they've been doing it, which they probably have, then that's a Nintendo <laughs> thing. But everything I've seen yeah. so far has been like, no, people are just fucking dumbasses. There's, def there's definitely an element of that, but we know for a fact that Nintendo, where possible, does content ID basically any of their Wii U games, for the most part, automatically, and does claim ad revenue. The thing is, the content ID system is not flawless at all. So that it's not going to catch everything. It catches certain things. Like, for instance, uh, you'll find that a lot of the videos that get content ID'd have, like, a cutscene in them. That Because that's identifiable. That's something that doesn't change. It's much, much more difficult to, you know, the system can't recognize a game. Like, it doesn't know that. It only recognizes right. sequences of footage. And in yes. some cases, like, if, if it's a pre-rendered scene of any sort, it'll generally nail you on that. Or, of course, a piece of music, it can get you on that as well. Or a certain sequence of sounds in extreme uh, circumstances. See, I don't really follow the logic there too much. I mean, I know content ID match gets you money, etc. But, like, the whole... Don't you want to encourage user... And something with a lot of user-generated content, people to, like, share the levels they've made or play cool levels and show off the... It seems like it just goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, YouTube video stuff. Why would you ever do anything to discourage it? Because Nintendo... Uh, it's, I guess. Every now and again, we have a company that just doesn't get it. You know, it, in this particular instance, it's it's really silly because, and we'll get onto the ROM hack thing in a moment, which is even more yeah, extreme. That's but right, it's yeah. it's really silly because it's exactly as you said. They've created a toolkit which is designed specifically to share content, and that will drive further sales for the product. Like they literally built the product around this idea, but they still want some money from it. You know, they but want also... to claim that stuff and they want to take, you know, they want you to sign up to their partner program, which takes fucking like 40% revenue, which is disgustingly bad, by the way, now these days. Like, you won't find networks that do that anymore. And if you do, they're shady as hell. Mm -hmm. But it, it also comes down to the fact that Nintendo as a company is really crazy. So Nintendo of America is literally like, play our games, put up videos, do this stuff. We'd love to have you promote our stuff. And then Japan's like, blocked and yeah. it's yeah. the craziest thing you've ever seen because half the company's like here's a game please play this game we want you to like promote this yeah. game do this like when high rewards came out they were like all over me play this game because i'm a big dynasty warriors nerd they're like play this shit and i was like i'm in let's do this and then all the problems you get from japan like you better take that shit down it's like <laughs> you're the company who said to play it and they're like yeah we didn't say to play it that wasn't us yeah, there's, uh, it's the same issue with Sega. It's the problem that I had with Sega two years ago. Like, it wasn't mm. Sega of America or Sega of Europe that did it. It was Sega of Japan. And getting Sega of Japan to apologize for anything unless they literally burn down Tokyo Impossible. is never going to happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's just yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, fissures between, like, different areas of the company. Of the company, yes. <laughs> you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And you know, Japanese publishers in particular, when it comes to YouTube, do some pretty extreme stuff. And I, they have really no comprehension. But in general, they I, don't give a shit about the internet. Like, as a whole, like, I think Kojima is a perfect example of that when people are like, 
quiet is all such a sexist character. And he was like, fuck you. Like, literally <laughs> did not care. Oh, no, wait, wait, not wait. Care. Hold on, though. He did say one thing, though. He said, when you find out the story reasons why she's dressed like that, you will be ashamed of your words and deeds. Which, like, literally, no, literally, no, we wouldn't. I, <laughs> I, love, I, I love Hideo, but that is a check no one can cash. I'm no, sorry. That's, no, it is not. He, I, he, we he are not, we're not talking the about that. I'm right, we won't. You right no, there of before course. you do it, Jesse. I'm just but, saying, but, but, I, no, no, I'm I saying, love that quote. That, exactly. That, like, he turned it back on the internet. Like, Japan gives no shits about internet drama. They do not care what you think or feel in regards to anything they've done. They're just like, mm -hmm. fuck off. We're going to do what we want. I kind of love that. But at the same time, it's like, that does not As help me at all. As a consumer, it's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I hate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's utterly unhelpful in that regard. So, yeah. The, the current situation, which has been around for a while, is that Nintendo runs its own kind of content network now. And you can sign up as a Nintendo partner... And you you have to give a fairly absurd amount of revenue to them, basically. And if you don't sign up as a partner, they may DMCA you and they will just try and take your money anyway. And they can do that through Content ID Match. So it's like, you know, joy, either we take half your revenue or all of it. Choose. You know, it's a shakedown. It's really as simple as that. But that's not... The worst thing, because that's been around for a while. We know about it. A lot of us avoid Nintendo content as a result of that. You know, we don't put out Nintendo videos because of that. Yeah. But what they did <laughs> two days ago was a whole different breed of crazy. So Nintendo has begun to crack down on speed, speed running and ROM hacks. Yeah. What? Yeah. So here's what happened. A uh, there's what? a there's a guy who on on Twitter's like Pangea Panga, I believe, and he had a channel full. Uh, he created uh, hardest Super Mario World level ever and stuff like that. He did speed runs. He did tool assisted speed runs, and you, he used a ROM and an emulator to do that. And he did some ROM hack stuff. His <laughs> channel was essentially wiped off the map by multiple copyright strikes that all came in one big flurry from Nintendo, and Nintendo wrote him an email. And this came from the Nintendo anti-piracy team. We wish to inform you that the videos in question infringe Nintendo's copyrights. As the owner and copyrights in the games Mario Kart 8, Super Mario World, and Pokemon, Nintendo has exclusive right to perform the game publicly, blah, 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 or make derivative works. By making a derivative work using Nintendo's IP and then displaying Nintendo's IP on your YouTube channel, you have violated Nintendo's exclusive rights. You know, we'll just... If, evidently they've never heard of fair use but whatever uh so and then they go like we we understand this is the really stupid thing about it it says nintendo understands that its fans are the reason for its success we were always <laughs> happy to see people share their passion for nintendo games at the same time nintendo's intellectual property constitutes its most valuable assets and the unauthorized use of those assets jeopardizes nintendo's right because of this we ask that you remove these videos which is hilarious because they took the videos down before asking incidentally and that you will not post any videos using unauthorized software or copies of the game, or distribute or continue work on the modification, or take any steps that would infringe Nintendo's rights. And then they go on about the fan program, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the code of conduct under their fan program, which is where they take 50% of your revenue for them doing fuck all, is... The code of conduct prohibits you, amongst other things, from posting any content using unauthorized software or copies of games. This includes tool-assisted speedruns, which require making a copy of the game's ROM file and run the copied ROM through an emulator. 
So Nintendo are saying, probably, I think these are, this is the first time in history that any company has said this, tool-assisted speedruns and this ROM hack stuff is piracy, and we will go after you with the DMCA on YouTube if you engage in it. I don't I, understand why they want so badly for us to not play their games. This is the ridiculous thing, though, because, again, it, you know, it's pretty clear Super Mario Maker, you know, was a few... It's it very clearly things like Kaizo and those videos you described and everything, like, showed there was a market for this. You know, it's, they kind of did the market. People did the market research for Nintendo and said, look, mm -hmm. we're still interested in the old 2D Mario, Mario games. We're still interested in, like, making our own levels and things like that. It's like it's right there for you, and it seems like such a smart move of Nintendo to say, you know what, instead of fighting against it, we'll go with the flow. You know, we're not going to be like the RIAA, like, 10 or 15 years ago trying to shut down Napster. We're going to go with it. We're going to be modern. We're going to, like, give you more tools. We're going to embrace this. But then they go and do something like that, and it's like, no, no, no. Now it's our way or the highway, and it totally goes against it. You know what I mean? And I it's also, the, before, uh, before the question, the yes. timing on this is so curious. The fact mm -hmm. that this happened basically right as Mario Maker came out. Yep. To me, this is a pretty clear, right. you buy our software and use our software in exactly the way we want, or fuck you. Well, yeah. No, it totally, I mean, it totally what it is. is that. What are, what are ROM laws? Like, you can have a ROM of a game as long as you... They country. It's, yeah. As uh, long as you, like, own the game in some fashion, can't you have a ROM? Because it's not illegal to make a ROM of a game you own. I can't even recall if that's still true in the US. Like... Because what you're talking about is b laws regarding backups, essentially. Right, yeah. I, I believe the DMCA is the authority on this. Uh, okay, I, I'm look I'm going to have to look this up right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, which, this is going to be a nightmare. Uh, because this this bill gets updated. You know, he, here's, here's an article from Lifehacker, so I'm blaming them if they're wrong. Is it legal to rip a DVD that I own? Is the question. And I'm, I honestly think it isn't. I think it actually is technically labeled illegal to rip a DVD. But okay. you're not. Go you're ahead. Not distributing for profit, though. You're not creating a copy for profit. Yes. I don't think anyone uh, cares about that, though. That well, is, hasn't that always actually, plenty been, of like... countries do care about it, but the, mm -hmm. the U.S. Is, is maybe kind of doesn't. So, th th according to Lifehacker. Uh, the legality of ripping is a very confusing situation where you'll hear a number of answers. Here's what you need to know. Focusing on U.S. law. So check check with a lawyer in your country for more deals. Yeah, go to a lawyer to find out whether or not you can rip a DVD. Okay. Can I rip this, uh, to, can I rip this DVD? $500, please, to, for that advice. Yeah. To answer the legality question, un, so under the DMCA, the moment you crack DRM, Digital Rights Management, to rip the DVD, you violated Title I of the DMCA Act 17 USC 1201, which prohibits the circumvention of DRM. Yep. Now, some courts have tried to actually deal with this rule because they think it's harsh and, like, it's unfair. But at the moment, technically, it's supposed to be illegal to bypass that copy protection. Now, in theory, ripping a, you know, the acquisition of a ROM is, I suppose, theoretically bypassing some form of copy protection. That's what they, I mean, that's what I've, I mean, when I get ROMs, I'm very well aware that legally I shouldn't be doing that. Do I give any shits? No. No, because it's a victimless <laughs> crime. Yeah. Uh, right. Very much so. 
I mean, because then people's like, well, do NES ROMs have any form of DRM? Well, you could maybe even argue that it's uh, the medium itself is DRM. The fact that it's a cartridge is in right. itself that it's not digital copy protection right. because uh, yeah. i guess you could clone a cartridge now but like back then certainly it was like no you can't do that like i mean you don't have the the kit to manufacture a cartridge and all that sort of thing you know when we get to optical based media piracy kind of exploded as a result of that because it became a lot easier um well but then there's there's all sorts of other things like like mod you know modifying the code through a rom hack and all that sort of thing and the fact that emulation is legal but the acquisition of a ROM technically is not. And, and keep in mind, by the way, with a ROM hack, the patching software of it is separate from the ROM itself. Yes. You know, it's some, and there's a patching program that's not made specifically for the ROM. You know, it's like X-Delta or those kinds of things that are made to take two files and find, you know, a difference between the two, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I kind of ran into this. I, I actually worked on a ROM hack project for Police Knots, which is another Kojima game and stuff. And there were, and it's funny because the translation and things like that, that's where the legality issue lies. But technically, actually making the patch, that's technically not there because it's not even, it's, tech, it's just separate. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe there is something there. But as far as we knew, it was just the actual the translation part of it. Like, so when you make like a, a, a ROM hack for Super Mario World, it, Mario World, it's like, you know what I mean? Something that's meant to modify code, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's definitely a, a lot of EULA stuff that covers that, like the idea of reverse right. engineering and so on and so right. forth. Uh, but the, the... Uh, Laws suck. Yeah, well, I mean... The, this, laws are great, but... This area of the law is... It's very old and doesn't really properly cover what's what's currently going on and it hasn't caught up and therein sort of lies the problem because in those situations it comes down to well can you afford to fight nintendo in court over it no well do what nintendo says then you know and it becomes a case of you know the corp you know corporate interests are able to enforce this law in this particular way because people don't dare to fight them on it and even mm -hmm. then i think another big problem and this just goes to the youtube videos you're talking about youtube gives you no course of action for stuff like this you can say well oh, they, man, they do that's... have they do give you a course of action which is accounted it never works the never work course of action where you fill out all these damn forms and you probably have to do it for every goddamn video that kid lost so that's like 80 percent of his would, videos yeah. you go through every single one and then be like uh, yep no this is wrong and no i totally this is fair use da, da, da. and then still they're like sorry Mm -hmm. well, the, the pro okay so the problem with fair use is that fair use is like is not some automatic aha it's a defense and youtube has said repeatedly they do not arbitrate fair use like right. except in the most extreme cases they they are not a court like that's the kind of thing that if you're going to argue fair use you can this has to be like a case at this point fair but use is they... it's a principle uh, but it's also a legal doctrine but what they do do is do they do. allow they al thanks, Dodger. They allow companies to have basically auto programs that just scour and search to fuck with your shit. Like that's wrong. Yeah, that's super wrong. If Nintendo wants to take your stuff down, they better search for the stuff to take down instead of being like our uh, program that snoops around the internet looking for stuff that we don't approve of. God, I hate that I, shit. I'm just. So I'm sad. I'm sure you've talked about this before, but yeah, the whole auto content ID match thing has been exploited by people so many times. You know. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, a few months ago, I had my video of Blood Sports TV taken down by the studio that made Blood Sport, the Van Damme movie. <laughs> I'm like, yes, fuck good. you. You know, it's like, it's, I got it, I got yes. it back pretty quickly, thankfully, but I was like, 
you know, th if that's not an example of massive copyright overreach, I don't know what is. It's like, you, you've got no right over this. It's not even the same fucking word. <laughs> but yeah, and that's, I think that's a YouTube problem, though, that needs to be addressed as well. Like, YouTube... YouTube. Sometimes I just want to like. I think I they're, they're start. They're starting not, not to not be your friend. They're, they're starting, especially on the gaming side, to to come to people's aid in some respects. Uh, they used to be very laissez-faire with it. Like we're washing our hands of this entirely. You you guys figure it out. They That's are. Right. They're they're getting a bit better, but it's it's yeah, only that's... a bit. And I think they're only getting a bit better because this has escalated to such a ridiculous stage that they kind of have to do something. I I think like when. When Google bought them, when Google bought YouTube, their probably their biggest fear was we got to watch out for the MPAA and people uploading pirated movies because that's going to be our biggest stopgap legally. Well, so we have YouTube to... versus Viacom was was the case that kind of led to a lot oh, of this. There you go. Yeah, and yeah, you have to, we have to give content makers or whatever some easy way to take down stuff instantly, and then it led to people exploiting the system and blah mm -hmm. blah blah. Here yeah. we are. Yep. Um. Yeah. Vimeo used to be very like uh eh, hands off with everything and then the whole pixels debacle happened when oh, the pixel yes. movie came out <laughs> and they just like took down every video on Vimeo that had the word pixel in the title and people were like what is this, this was like my thesis project like what are you doing like none of them except Adam for Sandler needs one. that money Sandler <laughs> need that cash did sorry, they Sandler even take down so the original dumb. video which was wholly owned by the down... person that created the concept, which then became the Pixels movie. They nuked yes. that, and they didn't have any right to do so that either. Dumb. Yeah, and I, I, I still think the more like, insulting thing is that people believe we would have gone out of our way to actually watch Pixels. You know, it's like <laughs> that's that's a very arrogant supposition, there, fella. <laughs> we don't. I know a lot of people who went to see that movie. Can I just and say none of them were I'm happy not with friends it. with those people? No. I don't want them I in just... my life. I would love to say that my favorite thing for my share an office with one of those people. <laughs> my an uh, IMDb for pixels, by the way, the first goof listed is that the monsters attacking are actually made of voxels. That yes, they are. That, that is very true. They're not actually pixels at all. <laughs> that's a deep shit. But yeah, I mean that, that's the biggest problem that movie has. You know, in terms, in terms <laughs> the of one the one flaw. Yeah, yeah. It would have would have been a classic. Well, other than that. Amazing writing. The acting was just brought you to tears. But mm. man. Yeah, man. Those were voxels. <laughs> so back to this Nintendo thing. Yes. That I think we're probably all on the same page on this one in terms of going after ROM hacks and tool-assisted speedruns serves no practical purpose to anybody. None. Like, okay, what? Tell, explain to me how you're fighting piracy here. You know, if I, you know, because if you look at it in a complete vacuum, you say these people are using ROMs of our 30-year-old game. Therefore, they can't have bought it, so we must stop them. In reality, of course, all of those people probably own five fucking copies of that game. You know, they're, they're your biggest supporters, no doubt. They commit serious portions of your life to your game, for they God's sake. They kept the torch alive for 30 fucking years while everyone else and, forgot And they're the reason why Mario Maker even fucking exists. Serious. You know? And I mean, like, look at the freaking the eShop, like all those things. Now you can finally buy these games. And it's like, again, and if most you're people smart, probably have. You yeah, know? exactly. If you're smart, you say, look at all these ROMs. People are still interested in these old games. And they finally have like stores and things. You can finally buy them again electronically. 
Yeah. And people do it. They play ball if you let them. And you give them cool stuff with it. You know what I mean? And if you don't charge like $10 for a Game Boy game, you know, that would be nice. Of course. But... Yeah, there is that. Okay. But but you know what I mean? Like, you don't get anywhere pushing back against this stuff. No. You I know? mean, not only is it shitty PR in the worst possible way, because, you know, you are taking a piss on the head of your biggest fans. Exactly. Like, in a real way. No, which... I and I... I brought up the RIA and Napster before because they got screwed on this, you know, back in the day when they oh, were. Yeah, they to lost fight. the PR battle in a big way. And they and now like they get kind of screwed in contracts with Apple and Sony, etc. Because now they're over the barrel trying to like where they were trying to like play catch up and everything, you know. So it's like businesses have learned since then. You want to go with the flow of this stuff. You can't stop fans like that, you know. And Nintendo like looked like they had kind of learned it, but then apparently not. So or again, one hand not talking to the other. Yeah, it's it's heavy-handed and it serves no purpose whatsoever. Uh, you could look, you could make the argument that uh, let's say I, I think that the Project M thing is interesting in this because that's a much more much more recent game. I say much more recent, much more recent than fucking Mario. Project M is an attempt to make uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which is considered by like all the competitive players to be like hopeless competitively, into a competitive game. Because right. people liked, oh, I, you know, I like this this stuff about uh, Brawl, but all these anti-competitive features are awful, and I, what if we could make this more competitive? So they did. They modded it. But of course, you've got to play it. Uh, I'm not sure if you can play it through like a modded Wii, but certainly you can play it through the Dolphin emulator, which is like one of the best emulators around. Yeah. So there's there's been this weird situation this kind of cold war between these guys and nintendo for years because nintendo has started officially sponsoring smash tournaments which previously were like really kind of scrappy grassroots affairs with small sponsorship and project sure. m made a showing there and a lot of people liked project m so it got a scene but then once nintendo came in and said right we're gonna smash 4 is out we're taking the competitive scene seriously now we're gonna throw a bunch of prize money at you but Project M is not going to be there. Like, you can't bring it. We yeah. will not let you. And there were, like, events like, you can't stream Project M. I believe they they, they eventually came across some kind of agreement. But before that, they, they were literally saying you can't stream Smash at all in a competitive setting because it violates our copyrights. And people were like, what the fuck are you doing? And eventually, I think Nintendo America relented on it and allowed it to happen. Because that's bonkers. Like, that's the only yeah. studio that would that's, do that. Everyone else like, oh, you're playing our game competitively in a tournament? Fuck yeah. Have some money. Thank you. Have some Seriously. money. Yeah. Well, that's originally when they made that that swap, right? was when they were telling everybody that they couldn't play Smash at all. Mm -hmm. They were going to different tournaments that were happening and being like, well, you know you can't have Smash at this tournament. You can't then, stream it, basically. It was the yeah, broadcast very rights soon, to it. Yeah, very soon after that, I think, is when Nintendo was like, ah, you know what? Tournaments are great. You guys should definitely play Smash. Right around the time when Smash Not 4 Project came M, out. But you should play Smash at them. Yeah. Did you know that our sport is a popular eSport? I was just like, stop. <laughs> yes. So yeah, the, I feel like that flip happened that. within like a two-month period. Yeah. And that's what's interesting, of course, is that they haven't gone after Project M on YouTube, to the best of my knowledge. Like, if I look at Project M, there's shitloads of Project M videos, there's an official Project M channel, there's all sorts of things. They, it doesn't look like they've attempted to go after it on YouTube, but Project M is essentially the same principle as this. You know, it's, it's a modified version that has to be run via an emulator. It's basically the same principle, and yet they've gone after Mario speedruns and Mario custom levels right as Mario Maker's coming out. 
There's no fucking coincidence there. And there's no consistency with what they're doing either. It just, it makes no sense though. Like, you know, the majority of people are gonna, are not gonna say, who needs Mario Maker when I got, you know, like a Kaiser Mario World. Yeah. Right, it's a different thing. If you're yeah, on SMW different. Central doing that stuff, that's cool. But there's tons of people who'd love to do the really cool stuff, but they don't want to learn the ROM hacking utilities and all, and or they want to do the cool shit Nintendo gives you in Mario Maker that you don't can't do with the assembly. Ha you know what I mean? Like, it's not a competition like that. Uh, it's not. It's helping sales. What's the matter with you? <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> <sighs> Yes, true. Yes, good. <laughs> Shall we releases? Uh, we we could we could head in that general direction. Certainly, I just want to. There's there is one more like news topic I'd love to tackle. Sure. If you don't oh. mind, and I think Slow Beef is working on something over there. Work all correctly. <laughs> uh, I was just finding out about Project M. Apparently, like it exploits. Uh, you can run it on an unmodified Wii. Apparently, with an SD card, it exploits. A level editor, I believe, uh, and uses a modified save game. You can actually like do a software hack to do it, which, you know, I, I still think that's that's probably still going to fall under that because you're still modifying the code in some way. You're just not yeah. doing it in that way. Not to mention, like, it, you know, obviously a lot of people play it on Dolphin, which is obviously emulated. But yeah, it's 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 just it's really interesting. I, I find the subject interesting, but I find the way that Nintendo is dealing with it absolutely infuriating and completely counterproductive. It's it's gonna. I think it's just gonna bite them, really. You know, they're just gonna lose. You know, the PR game in the short term, more or less. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then eventually yeah. they'll have to kind of back that. You know, back off of it. And no doubt. <sighs> but that's why it's important that people make noise about it because otherwise, you know, they they have this reputation of being like a the most pro gamer company that's around, and that's utter bullshit. Yeah, this it's just ridiculous. Just shooting themselves in the foot. You know when. Yeah. Yeah, which they do often. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about this. Like, we're really surprised that Nintendo is like doing dumb stuff. It's, it's, actually, it's not at all surprising. No, it's, it's not. Nope. I remember even back in the day, I even defended them on stuff like this because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, maybe it's their thing. But then after seeing like all this stuff go down, it's like never fucking mind. You know, just yeah, they're, they're not worth going to nope. bat over over stuff like this. Mm. It's like you make good games, but every other aspect of your company is fucking trash. <laughs> Like, they're just they're very behind stop stop you know you're, you're awful like stop being awful to people <laughs> you're awful you are worse than awful. ea you really are and speaking of ea so yes. ea has you know it's a quick topic ea has taken down a bunch of games from the app store i on was iOS. just looking at that ah yes and a lot of them are actually really good games Mm -hmm. Things like Flight Control, which is considered to be like a, cl a classic kind of on iOS, and Real Racing, which is like was one of the best racing games on iOS for a very long time. And they they took down like the Mass Effect Infiltrator game, which I guess was okay. Two Spore games, Skate It, uh, uh, you know, the Dead Space game, Bejeweled Two. They removed <gasps> they removed Burnout Crash, which is actually a lot of fun. Uh, but hello, go on. Sorry, yes. <laughs> sorry. Just a brief aside. My daughter wanted to say hi, so. So that's cute. that's Hi. Dodger, that lady up there. That's Jesse. Uh, that's Jesse. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that's Total Biscuit. Now listen. Those, those eyes if, are so wide. <laughs> listen, if Daddy's frame She's rate goes us. under sixty frames a second, that man will hate you. 
No, I'm kidding. Everybody loves you. No, <laughs> yeah, she... I mean, I <laughs> to be fair, your camera's be. already at 30 anyway, so I already... Have I knew it. you'd notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say... All right, say goodbye now because Daddy's got to talk. She's like, I'm not done scanning. Games. I'm not done scanning them. <laughs> no, wait. I need to. <gasps> ah, you're so cute. Ah. Aww. <laughs> Those are the... oh. She's like, nope, Mom. How old get is the she? Out of here. <laughs> she is. She is ten months. Um... Ah, look at you. Oh, you're growing so fast. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, she has. She has. She's actually looking at chat right now because there's a lot of like. <laughs> oh no, so chat. That's a poor idea. Just, it's because. Too fair, she can't read, so I guess know. it should be okay. Exactly. It's like, do we have any um, offensive emoticons? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, you go back to mommy now. You're so cute. Oh, I just want to squish you. They said she was very cute. You're so cute. Uh, I just want to squish you. Then this yeah. is why you should not be allowed in proximity of Yo children. No one like thinks you're so cute. You just want to like it's so kill it. No. Yes, I'm aware. I'm no. aware. So cute. Not She's so cute. Oh god, too many emoticons. All right, yes. So so back to this particular subject. Oh so, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So they basically removed a bunch. The the theory is that. It's as a result, because they've done this before. You know, they did it around this same time last year as well. And they also reviewed a bunch, removed a bunch of good games then. The theory is that they removed them as a result of the fact that the sales had dropped to the point where they can't justify updating the game to run on the latest version of iOS anymore. So rather than deal with the complaints and the problems with that compatibility, they just took it down completely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually an iOS developer by trade. I... I uh... I don't do the full-time YouTube, like, you lucky son of the sons, whatever. Give what? us the, anyway, um, the backdoor deets, then. Backdoor every time deets. every time a new iOS version comes out, Apple's like, this is going to be really seamless, and you've been doing everything by the letter of the law that we make you code to, then this should be no problem. And it always, always is. Mm -hmm. um, the one good news is, like, Apple users are pretty good about upgrading to the latest, at least, but, like... There are times when you just have things that aren't that profitable and you're like, I am not going to drop this kind of money or this time developing this for iOS 6 when nobody's even using the stupid thing. So you sunset it, which is nice corporate speech for, you know, kill it, get it out of the app store. We don't want to deal with this oh, anymore. Let it see its final thing. sunset. Can you, <laughs> exactly. can you give us sort of like an average ballpark of how long and sort of how many how much re, how many resources would have to be put into upgrading something to run on the latest iOS? I um I'm gonna tell you the one tricky thing is I I haven't done a ton with gaming. I do a lot of like functional like utility mm -hmm. apps and sure. such. Um, I would say when a new version of iOS comes out, first of all, just testing it. Period. You're looking at like a three month pain point of for at least one to two of your developers, probably two QA people just okay. dedicated to just testing it. And that's if you added nothing or not updated anything. And then Apple kind of does a little scratch your back type of deal where if you use the latest iOS features, they'll like maybe like put you on the featured app list, which gets mm -hmm. you that much more and all that stuff. But the, really the bigger problems come in the whole like testing it and being like, oh, what do you know? Even though it's supposed to be seamless, this is completely occluded for some reason in iOS 6 or 7 or 8. And you usually spend like that scenario I described to you is usually best case. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then uh, 
you know, typically if, if something really breaks in the latest version of iOS, it's usually all hands on deck, which means then you have to get like two to three devs on it, doing a crunch time for like a month or two just to like get it out the door, you know? And they give you betas, but the betas are never like the GM seeds, which are never like the actual release. It's just a nightmare. I, I can't be too surprised that EA was just like, you know what? This is not even really worth the headache for what we're getting out of it, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. in pretty much all scenarios, it, it's it's a bunch of work and as a I, result, a bunch of money. Mm hmm. Exactly right. I mean, unless it's your bread and butter, like you're a Zynga or a King or one of those, you know, it's just. What well, if you're EA? Why I guess why even bother at that point? You know, I mean, a, a lot of these games as well don't have like a, a functional free-to-play model with a good population that would justify continuing to do it. A lot of these are actually standalone apps. Like uh, this was back when EA wasn't just making all free-to-play stuff; they were making stuff that cost money, and it was you bought it and you played it. You know, as simple as that. But you know, they moved away from that probably for that very reason because they're starting to run into these problems of oh god. Our back catalog needs to be consistently updated because fucking iOS, and that's costing us a bunch of money and development time and all that kind of thing. And of course, the problem with all of this is that there's because it's iOS, which is the most walled of walled gardens, mm -hmm. you really don't have a way to play these games anymore. Like iOS emulation right. is not a thing. It's not. You can't. You can't do it. You you can't dump these as a ROM. You can jailbreak an an iOS device, but it's certainly tricky. iOS piracy is much less of an issue than it is on, say, Android or anything along those lines. So it becomes incredibly difficult to then acquire that game. Like that game yep. has essentially been wiped off the face of the planet, never to return, because it was never present as a part of physical media in the first place. Yeah, all you can do is keep it on a device and just like, you know, they will never report uh, your device. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Never lose that device. You know, that's all you can do. It's it's P, you know, it's the PT situation, isn't it? Only with it's a lot more games. Yeah, it's literally that. I mean, we've known that we were going to reach this point where it was yes. like I don't actually own games. Yeah. Right? That feeling of even though I'm able to play the game, I don't actually own it. And uh, and these sort of situations, like with PT and with iOS games, it's just it's really hammers at home. Like, you don't own that game. You don't get to play it once we decide you don't get to play it anymore. And it's like, that's, that's that right. sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose, you know, even if you kept it around, unless you don't update your iOS device, which eventually you'll be forced to do anyway, that's, unless it's jailbroken. That's the thing. Then it won't yeah, work anyway. Is you won't be able to play it once you update, and then it'll be like, oh, you, the game doesn't work because iOS has changed, and then you're in yep. the exact same situation as with PT. And, and you know, I know people talk about forced obsolescence with Apple, and I felt like that wasn't true a few years ago, but nowadays I feel like it really is, where like the latest version of iOS makes your phone go a little slower, and then you have to kind of get the new device. And yeah, I mean, apps are always ad advancing, and it it's a much yeah. bigger problem on Android because of the number of devices they've got. And oh, yeah. vast, vast difference in performance. Like, mm -hmm. I, I do prefer iOS, I'll be honest, but at least with when I had an Android, I loved that I could treat it like a computer and that I could always look and see what was taking up space and be able to just, like just format the whole thing if i wanted to like mm -hmm. those options were so nice and you don't have you can that also install an application without going through their store which is the huge difference between yeah. android and ios you can just if it's not on the store you can download it so in that kind of scenario 
even if it's gone from the app store, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's probably available somewhere else. And, you know, piracy is obviously a thing on Android, which is obviously hobbling the game development for that platform as well, which is why if you ask, well, why are the why are all these like good games on iOS not on Android yet? It's like, well, problem is a lot of people uh, don't pay for their games on Android, you know, so mm-hmm. unless you're making a free to play thing. Oh, it's 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 much more difficult, and there are ways and means to get things onto iOS via side loading and all that sort of thing. Right, I, I used it to get an emulator running at one point and all that sort of. And then I realized actually I don't want to emulate console games on a fucking touchscreen. This is stupid. <laughs> Why would I even consider this as a good idea? Uh, but it's, I, I'm yeah, I managed to get a Mame emulator on uh, iPhone because they are the app stores are still a manual process, but sometimes they're a little asleep at the wheel, and they publish this emulator for yes. one hour, and I managed yeah. to grab. I, it I managed to grab one uh, for, and I put it in my little like uh, iCade because I've, I've got one of those little things, <laughs> you know, the Bluetooth iCade. Like, oh cool, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got you know, I've got the Mame stuff, so I configured it. I was like, yeah, I'm playing a little arcade. This is great for about five minutes or whatever, but it's <laughs> yeah, it. This this idea that games could disappear and we could never play them again is, I suppose, in principle kind of disturbing. Although, simultaneously, can I live without Mass Effect Infiltrator in my life? Yes, I think I could <laughs> probably do that. I'm not living without EA's high school football game where <laughs> you're the quarterback wooing the cheerleader. And this is an actual game they had. Oh, my God. Like ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It was like a dating sim kind of thing, but oh, oh, like no. a football mini game in it. It was awful. <laughs> Awfully great. Sounds terrible. We, we can survive with that high caliber hunting, I think. Yahtzee <laughs> HD. You say that first? TB first they came for the high caliber hunting mm. and you did nothing. Yeah. I'm just letting It's it's letting a valid you know. point. You know, it's a valid point. It's like, yeah, okay, you know, you don't care until they remove the game you actually wanted to play and then you care. You know, yep. that's fair. That's a totally fair point. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, the whole it's... preservation of video game history has been an issue for like the past few years. People have started to increasingly write about it. It's like, hang on a minute. We're you doing know... all this stuff through these digital stores and there's no physical copy of this and what happens, you know, how do we preserve it? You know what I feel like? This is sort of a modern and more widespread problem with old PC games that had the copy protection. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of downside to DRM where you had those code wheels and everything. And then now you, people have to distribute cracked versions of those because nobody has all those manuals. Code wheels, stuff. yeah. Only this time now, it's like this digital code signing stuff that's like really hard to crack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it is like what what can you do to like rest, like to to preserve these games and like in the answer of pt it's like uh, not much at all no you know yeah. just fuck konami mm-hmm, exactly hashtag fuck konami indeed that was my hashtag sign by the way sorry go ahead okay uh <laughs> all right yeah mm-hmm. we don't know what the solution is <laughs> nope but we know it sucks yes it's, it's just it's you're bad. welcome it's gonna take Opinions some from us to in, you industrious people out there breaking some uh, EULAs and figuring some stuff out. I'm just saying, you know. Cool. Let's do releases, shall we? <laughs> uh, guess what? There's only one release up until Tuesday, apparently. Oh, great. Yeah, oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. We're, we're, we're outside, look at it, I was like, cool. So Dungeon Nightmares 2, the memory, the meme. Yes! It's going to be coming out. That's it. That's it. And then it'll be Hold Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be because we did the show on Saturday. So all the releases are already out for the week. So there's no reason <laughs> to discuss them. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's, it's totally I, I, fine. This is like Don't my least favorite part of the show anyway. So it's cool. Don't worry about it. We're done. It's wonderful. That's why you gave it to me. 
You're like, Dodger, I, I think you should do releases from now on. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I have a job. It was mostly so that I could quickly Google each game while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, this is a bummer bus. Like, wow, TV knows so much about video games. Oh my gosh, TV knows so many things about games. <laughs> yeah. The truth revealed. The truth. Cool. We can go into the arbitrary plugging section then, because we really want you to watch our videos. So Yay! Let's start with our special guest, Slow Beef. What's coming up on the channel this week? Or channels, I should say, because you do have two. I do have two. Um the one you see under you, which I believe is Rats to Prey. Um mm -hmm. We uh, are currently, we like to do older, weird video games. Um, so, uh, Diabetes, who's the other guy, and I, and uh, our friend Ty Tuesday, are making fun of Prisoner of Ice, which is a Cthulhu adventure game set in the 1940s that makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. I love to make awesome. fun of, like, shitty, like, point-and-click adventure games. It's, like, my favorite thing. Um, so we're currently doing that. We're also doing Sonic 2006, which I know, like, a lot of hardcore Sonic fans think is kind of played, but neither of us are that, so we were kind of pleasantly surprised by it. Mm -hmm. um, say, and we're and we make fun of <laughs> right, and we like to riff over shitty Kickstarter videos, so yes. we'll be doing that as well. Amazing, That's, good. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we used to riff shitty Let's Plays, and then copyright strikes came into the picture. So yeah, pe oh. people get very upset about that. If I mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. There was uh, there was one video that you did uh, on a game. I think it was called "I Want to Be the Guy Guy Dan." And, you know, I don't and, remember such really. A thing. I mean, I I seem to recall that that did occur. And you know, I think the the let's player like is someone that we know. It's it's on, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm just go on. I'm just, You're going to remind me of the time I banned a certain user from my forum for three days. Mm, uh, who was uh, that? I that, wonder. Um. That tore me. I That's know that. I, know, I deserve yeah. that, though. I fucking deserve that. I was terrible. Uh, no. I, I had forgotten totally about that, by the way, until you reminded me years later. Yeah. No, uh, no, I'm it's true. Didn't do I, mine. mine was equally bad and screamy. Like, let, it me, was... let me tell you the truth. Um, before I knew who Jesse Cox was, I made fun of another different Let's Player playing I Want to Be the Guy Gaiden. And uh, I made some offhand comment about, like, and this OMG FG Kata guy's got, like, 90,000 views. I don't know what's going on. And a bunch of Jesse's fans commented on my video, like, don't you dare make fun of him, which is, like, exactly the oh, wrong Oh, that's thing putting a fucking target on your back. Yeah. And Thanks, it, gang. And just, <laughs> if I, you know, you were kind of a, you're a high-energy Let's Player, I'd say. I don't mean that in, like, any sort of backhanded way. I mean, I think that's, like, kind of how I would, you know. Uh, so I kind of did this special thing where I like muted you for points and just sort of did like a very straight reading of things and things like that. So just a reminder, it's not necessarily the worst Let's Plays that we make fun of because, no, truthfully, the, wor the worst ones are very boring, truthfully. But um, no, so that one was just like a little more like I kind of felt like I had to do it sort of because I was sort of challenged for it. And, you know, um, but, you know, hey, I, you know, and I'm sorry, I know another kind of bad side to that is sometimes our fans get a little stupid about like emailing people and things like that so i heard you got some guff so i do i am glad i i can personally apologize to you here about that if that's the worst thing that ever happens to me in my life i think i'll be okay i feel like <laughs> it, was feel that like the I'm worst thing it. to happen i know crazy so crazy how that is that's the I worst think thing I'll that's manage. ever happened to you yeah um on my other channel if you'd like to make fun of me this is very easy to do which is slow beef um so I'm 37, if you didn't know, and I've never played a Pokemon game in my life, oh, and I'm, do I'm doing a Nuzlocke run 
of Pokemon, which is like this very hard. I don't know. If, I, I don't think I have to get into what that is. But basically, if you want to scream at someone, not know how to play a children's game, <laughs> this is the place to do it. I put Gy Gyarados, Gyarados, I don't know, up against Raichu, and everyone freaked out on me. I like the name Gyarados a little bit better. <laughs> Gyarados? Gyarados. Okay. <laughs> But um, he's made yeah, of sliced so. delici delicious meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. So, I'm doing that on my personal channel and on my stream as well. So that's me. Also, I believe you have some infuriating Dark Souls videos. I'm told. Oh my God, I suck at Dark Souls. <laughs> I, you know what it is? I don't mind that kind of thing. You know, like I don't get like you know, I, I, I I'm fine with people laughing at my lack of video game prowess or whatever. You know. I don't like freak out or have a weird laugh or anything like that. But um, uh, so I, I played I like to like just do the hardest difficulty and things like that just to try them out and have fun with it. And then people get very mad at me, which is kind of awesome. So it's a thing. But then I occasionally pull some weird, sh cool shit out and then uh, surprise everyone. So that's kind of my thing. I'm old is the point. <laughs> the goof is that I'm old. That's the trick. It's, people said it's like watching your dad play Pokemon. Because <laughs> what the fuck is this Grimer? He's awesome. I never. And then I know I'm like years behind on that, but Grimer is awesome. So, <laughs> Jesse, what's going up on your channel this week? What's Yo, uh, we just finished Until Dawn, which is a really like strangely fascinating, wonderful game. And I need so to play that still. Oh yeah, it seems really, really I don't want to play it by myself. Then go watch my fourteen episode video series on Until Dawn. But I, but I still want to play it. I just don't want. I'm getting play thumbs it up. I'm getting so thumbs bad. up in the office. Go watch Until Dawn. It's great. Uh, many have said it's one of the best let's plays I've done recently. So go watch that. Um, and then Monday, Duger and I start up our let's play. Yeah. Which is Amazing, and I don't want to spoil what game it is, but we solve a mystery together, <gasps> and it's not Sherlock, and it's it's not so Sherlock. Good. The game is so silly and so good. Tune in for that, and uh, see you guys Tuesday. That's really all that's happening this week <laughs> for the next two days. Cool, Dodger. What's going up? Um, y'all know me. Find me at youtube.com slash start to continue. I do visual novels and dating sims. Cry and I are hopefully going to start up Dandelion again super soon. I've been playing through Amnesia Memories. Just, you know, terrible bullshit games that I love <laughs> so much. Uh, I also stream at twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. You can find me on all the social medias at dexbonus. And it literally just turned uh, midnight in England, I believe, which means that it's Sam's birthday and he's doing a really, really long live stream. Happy birthday, old man. A few more hours. So if you, after this, go to twitch.tv slash strippin'. He's playing Blood Bowl and uh, it's his birthday. So go tell him happy birthday in his chat. Tell him how wrong every move he makes is in Blood Bowl. <laughs> no. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I love the fact that we're doing yet another tournament of a game we're all terrible at. It's just wonderful. Uh, People get so, I'm so angry. Excited. I'm so, I'm so excited. excited. I'm so excited this time. I picked someone that's, I picked a team that's perfect for me. Yes, indeed, I'm sure. I'm going to be dwarves. It's going to be my first time being bashy. I'm really excited. Two questions, Dodger. One, when is your playthrough of the StarCraft II visual novel coming? Because ours God, is going to be done before happen, yours. You guys playing play through, through it? We did, yeah, play through of the visual novel. There's not a lot of playing involved, but we, we've done two hours of it so far. It's... I'll, I'll, 
I'll probably it's do like a, a the first forty minutes or hour of it and do just like a this game exists it, sort it, of a video. I, I just happy that the game exists. <laughs> like this. Yep. Someone made a, a fairly professional-looking visual novel about well, it's... Oh, someone trying to make it as a StarCraft II pro gamer in South Korea <laughs> and meeting various weird characters. Yep. It's... It Who is... are oddly reminiscent of real-life people. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, we identified every single person. Like, that's that guy. <laughs> this is that guy. The yep. game has a glossary, which is kind of neat. Like, it'll, t it'll explain all the terms to you that it uses. Like, Aww. it'll highlight it in red, and then you right-click on it, and it'll give you a definition of what that means, which I thought was kind of cool. My favorite part is still that every time somebody talks, it shows their main, like, their main race as, like, yes. part of their... Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's like, name, <laughs> race, plays Terran, yep. you know? It's like, plays Protoss, you're supposed to hurt, hate this person, you know? <laughs> yeah, th that, that's barely a game. Like, the choices all seem to be, like, superficial, but it's it's a visual novel. I guess that's to be expected, right? That's... Yep, that is to be expected. And secondly, sure. when is your playthrough of Sakura Swim Team of all things? No, I'm That's so angry. Two months ago, they were put out. They were supposed to put out Sakura Fantasy Chapter Two, and I've been waiting because I did all of Chapter One, and they were like, "Yeah, Chapter Two is going to be coming out really soon." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> and then it just never did, and they keep putting out bullshit Sakura games instead. There's Sakura episodic Chapter Two, <laughs> episodic content <laughs> with it now. That's awesome. Yep. yep. They're just hitting, they're just hitting all those notes. All those <sighs> money notes. Can't wait for the, the FPS. Clicker, and I was like, I'm cool with the clicker. I get it. That took you like a day to poop out, right? <laughs> I don't know what's up with Swim Team, but if that game has even like even remotely more than 15 minutes of content, I'm going to be pissed. You should have been making soccer <laughs> fantasy. Fuck yourselves. I'm so angry with you. Oh, my. Oh my god. Okay, you can find my stuff over at Cynical Brit, as you might imagine. If you want to actually watch some StarCraft 2, youtube.com slash TotalBiscuit. We do have a couple of playthroughs of some older RTS titles coming. The two games that the South Korean pro gamer team has tried to play. I, I say tried in the loosest possible terms. It is uh, Act of War and Dungeons and Dragons Dragon Shard. So th those are going to be coming up on the channel probably over the next few weeks. What I'm going to be doing on my channel this week, uh, bo bollocks if I know, uh, uploading the podcast, probably some Hearthstone stuff, uh, most likely, hopefully, before I leave, because I've got to fly out on Thursday to DC, because I am casting the uh, Red Bull Battlegrounds final, which is in Washington, DC, at the Fillmore Silver Spring, and I believe tickets are still available for that, although they've sold out balcony and sold out of VIP, so there's just the floor tickets left, but if you do wish to come around and watch some great StarCraft, you can do that, that's going to be over the course of... A uh, couple of days, so that should be good. It's also going to be streamed live if anyone wants, wishes to watch it and can't get out there. So I'll be gone from Thursday probably till Monday, and hopefully I get Mad Max out before that. And if you wish to watch us playing the StarCraft II visual novel, you can do that over at youtube.com slash Jenna Bain. There's like a two-hour block of it. And you can also watch Dodger losing in the Beat the Lights game at the arcade because she's shorter than me. No! <laughs> <laughs> and while she's here, I, I would like, I'd like to make a comment, uh, Dodger. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it seems that uh, you required a dexterity bonus. Boo! Good night, everybody! Thanks for watching the podcast! Goodbye!